come, they got to blast on us. The black nerds, blitz or rush, I'll turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant nerds give you the word. All the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to I'm Nana. I'm Big T. And welcome to episode 208 of Blurs Are Us. Uh, Martin should be joining us in the next 15 minutes. Uh, we have a shit ton of things to talk about. Uh, we're <laughs> recording slightly later than planned just because uh, Martin had an American football match on Sunday. Um, and it would have finished way too late for him to get back down to ends to record. Uh, Monday, I had I was meant to be having work the next day at like three twenty eight in the morning. Um, madness. Um, so yeah, recording on a Tuesday evening. Um, just gonna you know talk about what we've watched. There's been a ton of things that we've watched. I've not actually managed to get everything watched since there's been so much. Um, but I'm gonna let T start. T, what have you been up to since we last recorded? Boy, um, not much, man. I've been re- I've been ill, boy. So I've just been chilling in my house. Like as soon as anyone gets ill, they just think COVID. I've got COVID, mm. so I've just been isolated in my house, just hiding. Um, yeah, just watching a couple of different stuff. Uh, I finished um, the second season of Mythic Quest, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm, I've caught up now. Really good show. Uh, I'd recommend it to anyone that likes comedy really it's just a funny show mm-hmm. it gets deep at times as well like the characters are really good and um it's like ted lasso where like it's funny mm-hmm. but then the more you get to know the characters the more you actually like start to like them as people and it's just a nice kind of like group of people to watch um i mentioned last episode um i think because every season they they throw in like one random episode that's like in a completely different time period and mm. it's like a, its own kind of standalone story. Um, last season, it it pretty much had nothing to do with the show except um, it was it was about like in the 80s or something or when games are first starting to come up, um, this guy that develops games and they end up making a game and the, the company that like, produces or develops the game for them is the same company that is in the main story that we're watching. That's the only connection in that one. Mm. But in this one, uh, in season two, it's actually a backstory of one of the the characters. Like, there's an old guy. He does all the the writing for the sh- for the games, mm. um, and he like used to write books and was a really accomplished like writer. Um, so it was like his little backstory. And again, it was it was it was really good and um, like quite quite touching at times as well. Uh, but yeah, Mythic Quest. I'd I'd give it. Um, maybe a f- I can't. I can't quite give it a whole chicken because mm-hmm. it's not like as good as like Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is their other show. Yeah, but it's really good. So I'll, I'll give it a free piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely gonna stick with it. Um, can't wait for a season three. Hopefully that comes soon. Uh, it's on Apple TV as well. So if anyone's interested in it, that's where you check it out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a movie on Netflix, I think it was, with my wife, uh, called A Classic Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting, again, um, it, like... I think it's I think it's a Spanish film or French or something like that. Um, and basically in in this country there's like a carpool kind of system, kinda of like Uber is it Uber Share? Um, or whatever it's called. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Uber Pool or something. You know like Uber Pool or yeah, something yeah. like that. So it's basically that. That this group of people who who don't know each other are in the same like bus kind of thing, mini bus, mm. all heading in one direction. Um, and then the driver crashes. Um, and then when they all wake up, they're not where they crashed. Like they just crashed on the side of the road and in a ditch or something, mm-hmm. they hit a tree. But when they woke up, they're in the middle of some like Greenland area. It's kind of like, it's just like a grassy area, but they're surrounded by woodland, like trees. Mm-hmm. So it's like a kind of little circle of grass surrounded by forest. And they're like, like, first of all, this isn't where we crashed. Second of all, how did the bus even get here through all these trees? Yeah. Like, it, it just didn't make sense, innit? Um, so it kind of it kind of seems like they died in the car crash. And maybe this is some kind of purgatory or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like, it's got mystery to it. It's got horror elements. Quite gory. Because these three, like, like tall, hooded figures with like these wooden mask faces like keep turning up and just taking them out one by one mm. uh and then it kind of goes on there's like more of these wood wood faced people it's like a cult or something like that and they're just it's similar to midsummer which i reviewed before but i think this is probably on the same levels of it maybe it wasn't great but mm. it was it was a, it was nice like past the time i'd maybe give it a, a half chicken maybe it wasn't that memorable enough for me to want to go back to it but it was still good mm. um yeah what else have i been watching i mean everything else uh i would kind of want to wait for martin like low-key finale we need to get into that mm-hmm. latest episode of bad batch obviously he's like our star wars expert so yeah I want to wait for him because I've got a couple of questions about that one. I watched uh, Monsters at Work, episode three. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen that one yet? No, I haven't watched it yet. Like I said, we're not, I'm not going to really like watch that week to week and review it. I'm just going to kind yeah. of wait for a certain point to then maybe binge it. Um, I need to find out how many episodes there actually are. And then pretty much mm. when that's done, I'll watch all of them and then just review that. Because I haven't been loving what I've seen so far. I think it was the first two episodes. It was very yeah. rare for me. So... I want to wait for that to like just be complete and then just give a surface overview and then rate it and then be done with it mm. kind of thing, rather than spending time week to week. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, the first the first two episodes, even for me, like I love Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University. I think they're both like some of Pixar's best movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one... Um, Episode three was really good. Um, it had more of Mike and Sully, the main characters from the movies, yeah. uh, more references to the to the movies and stuff. Um, the the new team, Mift, they're 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 growing on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like getting used to them and kind of enjoying them as well. You get a kind of little um, 
not backstory, but like a yeah, I guess a bit. There's a, a hint of a backstory between um, the main one, Tyler, and uh, or Taylor, whatever his name is, and the like, the like, the female one, the like hairy one that's always like, oh yeah, do you remember when we was at school and we did this and that? And he's like, I don't remember you from school. Like it's someone else. Da, 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 da. There's kind of like it kind of comes to not a resolution, but it kind of comes to something in in this episode. So again, it's nice to to kind of get that kind of backstory from the characters. Uh, I've just seen there's n- going to be nine episodes in um, in this season. All right, so cool. we've had so <laughs> we're further away through. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna wait yeah. for that to like kind of finish up, and then I'm just gonna kind of like binge it, and then just review it all in one week, and then just mm. go and just go from there. Um, mm. I like the little um, bits at the end. Hopefully. It's going to be a regular thing in every episode, but Mike's um, comedy class, mm-hmm. it was in the end of episode two. There was another one in the end of episode three. So I'm hoping that that's just going to be a thing for every episode because they are, they're quite, they're quite funny. I do like them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, w- w- apart from that, uh, I've watched uh, Rick and Morty episode five. Okay. Um, I've only watched episode came four. I com- yep. I've, I've just been busy with work and just fatigue mm. and stuff. I kind of forgot that it was, it was on um mm. so yeah i watched episode four um i like episode four i just didn't love it like i could understand why some people would find it extremely funny uh mm. but it was just a really weird episode it was like with the sperm and the yeah. it, it, like it obviously had a couple of little movie reference here and there but like it was just a really weird episode i still like i said i still really enjoyed it like it was still yeah. in the same vein of other episodes but it was just so weird for me that i didn't mm. love it but i could see where the jokes were and like why people would find it funny and stuff. Um, mm. It just like wasn't my sense of, I even know it wasn't my sense of humor, but I just, I just didn't re- I was just really feeling it. So yeah, I think it was the weakest out of, out of all five so far. Episode yeah. four was probably the weakest one because the first three came out so strong yep. like with really, really good sci-fi concepts and, but done like, with with like a spin on it, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. a very unique spin on it. Um, episode four, yeah, was the sperm episode. Funny again, do you know what I mean? Like like Morty fucking the horse mm. ejaculator machine is just jokes. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's good. So episode five is better. Um, uh, again, I really liked it. Mm. Again, couple little movie references in there. Um, I'll, I'll let you get to it. I don't really want to spoil it, but but like um, uh, like like Hellraiser. I don't know if you've seen the film Hellraiser, that mm, old like, nope. horror movie. Don't believe so. Do you do you know of it? Like, do you know Pinhead? Like the yeah, I know of Pinhead. I've seen pictures of him. I know what he looks yeah. like. Yeah. But so I, there's those there's those kind of people in this. Mm. Um, there's a little kind of funny. It's it's clearly meant to be Galactus, mm-hmm. but it's 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 jokes. It's just for a moment. It's just in it quickly. Yeah. There's like these kind of this like race of they're basically transformers, um, and we we kind of get a bit of a spotlight on Rick's car mm-hmm. in this episode. It's like a little spaceship car. So that's all I'll really say. I don't I don't want to say too much. I'm yeah. I'm, but, I'm um, probably watching. Well, I'll probably watch it tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, but no, this has been a good season so far. Mm. Um, 
I can't remember if it was season three or season four. It might have been season four. Mm. Uh, I can't remember. One of the one of the more recent, either three or four, I remember wasn't great. It had some really good episodes in them, but as a whole, it wasn't like top form Rick and Morty. Yeah. But this season so far, I feel like they've been back on back on top form. So yeah, so I'm, I'm really enjoying it. No, that's good. That's good. Oh boy. Um. Well, you know, this is this is actually like next. This is. You know, I know Martin said that this is going to be a lot to talk about. I don't think it's going to go through that that long. Uh, next week is a super light week. We've not got too much to talk about. Um, I've just been working, sleeping. Um, I have watched one or two things. So obviously Rick and Morty. Uh, I finally finished Godzilla Singular Point. Uh, again, it's one of those ones that I would want to get Martin's opinion on it because I didn't particularly love it. Like, it was interesting enough, but it I don't know. It just wasn't like... Godzilla-y enough for me if that makes sense like <laughs> yeah. it, it was very weirdly done the way they introduced Godzilla was a bit weird um you know they, what was he was he not in it enough or do you just think he, it wasn't true he to was the, the but it, 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 he was but it was like he started off as like some weird looking Godzilla kind of creature and then kept on like evolving <laughs> as time went on like okay. initially I was like are they making that Godzilla like it didn't resemble Godzilla it looked very different to what we used to know about Godzilla. Um, so what? So what's what's the story? Is it like an origin story? Is it like how um, he evolved into what he is? Or yeah, it is kind of. It's like there's this weird like anomaly called a singular point where it's like time travel in a sense. It's almost a little bit like Tenant, where like time is inverted, where you know, things are coming from the past and also coming from the future. It is weird, man. It's like a really weird concept. Um, I still haven't seen Tenet, you know. I, I really enjoy Tenet, you know. Yeah. I've yeah. heard mixed things. That's why I'm a bit, like, tentative about mm. watching it. But yeah, I do need to get to it because I like Christopher Nolan. All his films are good. Mm. Well, with varying degrees, but they're all good, at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Godzilla singular point. What would you rate it? Oh, I'll give it a half chicken, you know, which is a shame because yeah. like I was kind of really looking forward to it. And I remember like when when Martin was talking about week to week, he was like he was enjoying it, having a lot of fun of it. And again, it's like you know it would be nice to have him here so I could speak to him about it and find out his viewpoints. Um, mm. But yeah, it was it was it was very mere, man. And as much as much as I trust all you guys opinions mm. and like usually if if you guys recommend something mm. i usually know like yeah that's that's got the seal of approval yeah but every now and again like our opinions kind of clash and yeah. i have to second guess and be like because hmm. was it no it wasn't it wasn't mine it was my car in the group the other day was like oh yeah i just saw black widow and then Martin was like oh yeah what do you think and he was like i really liked it like it was sick that it and was like <laughs> but and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm just going to stay out of this convo. I'm not going to get involved. Yeah. Let him let him enjoy his film, man. Like, I don't know. Really Do you know, know, like, listen to other people talk about Black Widow. Like, I can see why some people like it. I can see why some people, I wouldn't say hated it, but weren't thoroughly impressed. Um, I think, like we mm. said on the episode, like, it was very fillery. And, you know, yeah. not having... Like, for me, anyone I said, like, oh, they really enjoyed that end credit scene, I'm like, I hate that end credit scene. I thought that end credit was one of the most stupidest end credit scenes that they've had in the whole I MCA. don't even remember what it was. What was it? It was, um, 
uh, Yelena. What, what was her? What was her sister's name? Yeah, yeah. Was, was it Yelena? Yeah. yeah. Um, she was at um, Black Widow's gr- uh, grave, like laying flowers, and she got the dog um, that she'd always wanted, and the dog was named uh, Fanny in like uh, in tribute to the code name that on one of the passports and then uh, basically she shows um then that um that woman that turned up in captain falcon with the soldier that recruited us agent i can't remember oh her name. that's it yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. she's like oh this guy killed your sister you should yeah. go kill him i was like what that doesn't mean yeah. no there's no way yeah, the avengers didn't like have some grand funeral explaining that black widow sacrificed ourselves for humanity yeah. there's no way you're gonna tell me this one's gonna be like oh actually on second thoughts the guy that your sister kept on bumming off in the in the black widow film saying clint saved my life clint made a different call me and clint hid in this in this uh what do you call them things up in the ceilings uh, Die Hard makes them famous. It, it doesn't even... Hello? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, no I, I just cut off for a second. I couldn't oh. hear anything. Um, yeah, what, what, what was I going to say? Yeah, it, it doesn't even make sense how she knows the specifics of that moment as well because it was only Hawkeye and Black Widow there. And outside of them two, I guess it would only be the Avengers team who Hawkeye would have actually like, broke down what happened. So how did this woman even find out that it was Hawkeye that? that and even then, yeah, Haw- it wasn't like Hawkeye killed her. He she sacrificed herself. Like yeah, he was exactly. doing everything he could to stop her from doing that. Yeah, Hawkeye was like her best friend as well. Do you Ex- know what I mean? Listen, like, without Hawkeye, so, she'd be dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly true. Like Shield Haw- would have, was just straight up killed yeah. her. Yeah, Hawkeye basically <laughs> recruited her to be an Avenger. Hawkeye did everything mm. for her. And even in that year, he had he, he you know he tried to make sure that she didn't she didn't die. Like he wanted to sacrifice himself for. He wanted to do it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And she was like, "No, you've got fat." Like, because remember, he had like basically, you know, he had um, you know, done a lot of bad shit as Ronan, and so it was kind of him trying to like have some repentance. And then she was like, "Well, mm. you know, like I want you, th- I want to do it because like." You, you have a family where, in a sense, technically, I don't. Like, there's no one really that's going to miss me that much. And, mm. yeah, but it was just dumb. Like, again, so for me, I hate that end credits in it because I was just like, that doesn't make sense in it. Like, Elena is smart enough to know what was going on kind of thing. Like, she she would have enough connection mm. to realise what is going on to, like... Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, don't, I don't think she's that easily manipulated that she's just going to see a picture and be like, oh, yes, I'm going to believe this random woman who clearly is some form of shady because like we don't even know if she's working for like hydra or she's working for the government or we don't know what her, i don't even know what her name mm. is we don't know what her affiliation is some currently. long name i feel i think in the comics her character is lady hydra yeah so something like that she's probably gonna be revealed to have some kind of Hydra connections or she's going to be a bad guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, it looks like they're setting up either the Thunderbolts or they're setting up um, uh, Dark Avengers or, or, do you know what I mean? Or something. Yeah. So, I read somewhere, I read, well, I didn't read the article, but I saw the, the thumbnail mm. and um, it said something about Marvel going ahead with either a Thunderbolts or a Dark Avengers project. Mm-hmm. don't know if it's a movie or a Disney Plus show. But, um, but yeah, I'd be down for that. And and the, in, the thing is, in the comics, um, the Dark Avengers were basically villains, but each villain 
had a connection to a hero and then kind of like represented that hero in the team. Mm-hmm. So like, I think, um, like for example, like Norman Osborn had the Iron Patriot suit. Mm-hmm. So he, that's kind of like Iron Man and Captain America rolled into one. Yeah. Um, I think Wolverine's son was Wolverine mm-hmm. in the group. Um, I think Venom might have been in there for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do you know what I mean? Just different things like that. Like it had a, a, a villain version of a hero yeah. in the team, but um, they were meant to. They were like, I don't I can't remember if they were pretend her, her, heroes. Her long name is Val- Valentina Allegra de la Fonte. That's it. That's or it. Or La yeah, Contessa yeah, yeah. Valentina Allegra de la Fonte. Mm. Such a long ass name, man. Sick, uh, sick name though. I don't think it. I don't think it even really makes a difference which order these like cameos came out in because originally obviously this was meant to be the first time we saw her yeah and then and then was meant to see her recruit um us uh, agent the us us agent Mm. but either way it doesn't matter it's the same shit you know what i mean yeah i just think i just think this was a waste of a movie to be honest or it came out the wrong time they missed their opportunity and and they disney did it to themselves by doing this whole contracts thing and it's it's that dickhead's fault. I'm not even going to say his name. It's that <laughs> old dickhead's fault. Mm. Um, but if this, if this like was one of the movies that came out in between Infinity War and Endgame, then it would have made sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It would have, it would have progressed the story at least a little bit, mm. and we would have seen what she was up to. I think we could have had this instead of the Captain Marvel movie mm-hmm. because she didn't really do much in Endgame she wasn't needed but Black Widow is a big like important character in the MCU I think it would have added there since... it would have added to her her death even more like the fact that you get yeah do you know what I mean her background you see more what she's been up to like she's reconciled with her family you know you think that we're gonna get more yeah. adventures of her and her sister and then bang she's dead like yeah. hmm yeah I guess we wouldn't have been able to have that end credit scene at the at the graveyard but no, they but they could have done, done something different something or similar. similar. They could have still had they, they, uh, actually, they, they couldn't. They could have still had Valentina come along and recruit Franz Pugh's Black Widow. It could have fixed it then, actually, because then it, w- it wouldn't have been specifically about Hawkeye, yeah. or it could have been maybe it could have been like they're off the Ronin. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Maybe they're like, and that could have been a nice tease because we might not have needed to know it was Hawkeye. Yeah. They could have said, oh yeah, there's this there's this Ronin character running around taking out people we need to do you know what I mean? And yeah. for the comic book fans who knew, it would have been a nice little tease mm. and for everyone else it'd have been like, oh who's this Ronin guy? Yeah. And then we, yeah, I don't know man. I just feel like they kind of dropped the ball with that. Um yeah, we've we've talked about we've we've talked about <laughs> Black Widow enough considering we've already reviewed it. I think <laughs> um, yeah, we're kind of stalling for time away for Martin because obviously I know he would have seen some of the other things we want to talk about, but he yeah. is not here. All right, so the next thing that I watched that and I fairly enjoyed it was Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. Uh, it's an American Japanese okay. horror action CGI um, based on the Resident Evil franchise by Capcom. Uh, the series stars Resident Evil 2 protagonist Leon and Claire. Do you know what? Yeah, considering I've never played any of the Resident Evil games yet. Leon might be one of my favorite gaming characters, you know, because he's actually yeah. just on drugs, man. Think of like John Wicker yeah. crack. Like he's so oh, done with shit. his gung fu and his gung fu against zombies. Like 
He's just a mm-hmm. filthy character. Um, that's nuts. He trust. Listen, if you just like go on YouTube, and just type in Leon fight scenes, yeah. When I tell you, yeah, this guy just mm. does some absolutely filthy things, yeah. Like he's not human, innit? and like I just love it. I, he's like, he's always like so straight faced and like so like uncaring, like no emotion, man. I love his character, man. Like literally, he's definitely up there, one of my favorite people. So anyway, this is um, set between the events of Resident Evil 4 Resident Evil 5. Uh, the series takes place in 2006 after hacking incident is under- uncovered at the White House. Leon is ordered to investigate the incident but he encounters zombies when the White House is targeting a mysterious attack. He later meets Claire Redfield who's been investigating a strange drone made by a child refugee while working on a terror saving mission to oversee constructions of a welfare facilities. Uh, this is six, four episodes long. Uh, it's the CGI for me anyway the CGI is pretty clean if you're a fan of Resident Evil you'll really enjoy it uh, obviously Resident Evil has like started to go away from just being about zombies and has been leading more towards bioweapons so obviously you get a lot more of that here um, again like I am only familiar with like some of the bait characters from Resident Evil but you can get introduced to a character called Jason who's very interesting who becomes like the main antagonist at the end. Uh, Shen Mei, who's another interesting character. Uh, all the fight scenes are hyped and stupid. The gung fu is ridiculous. Um, it kind of like follows on from some of the other movies that have come out. Like there's some references of when Leo saves the president's daughter, uh, stuff like that. I really enjoyed it, man. I'm gonna give it a free piece. Uh, if you're fa- someone that's a fan man. of the Resident Evil uh, franchise, I would highly recommend you check it out. It's on Netflix, which, you know, most people have. So, um, yeah, check that out. Uh, the next thing that I watched uh, is Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway. Um, I got involved in the, in the Mobile Suit Gundam uh, universe quite late. So I haven't seen, like, the original series, like, I don't know, from, like, the 80s. I haven't seen, as it Mobile Gunsuit Gundam Hero, which is, like, the one that, like, was, like, blew up in the in the west and became like super popular uh, i think the very first one was iron blooded orphans and i absolutely loved that one um so anyway mobile suit gunner halfway uh uh halfway noah still haunted by his past actions joins a terrorist organization called mufti and adopts the alias mufti nebian erin uh mufti is fighting a terrorist campaign against the earth federation's government um this one didn't have as much mecha in it as I thought it would be, and it didn't have as much like space fighting. Uh, the opening sequence starts off with a bang. It starts off with like a terrorist group, um, what do you call it? Like capturing an airplane, and obviously like the main protagonist is on there. Uh, some other guy, like a, a commander of um, this like rival suit of Gundams, is there, and it's just a really intriguing way how they like deal with that situation. Um, I enjoyed it for what it was. Again, not considering it's not as great as some of the other Mobile Suit Gundam. And this was a film. This was like, oh, maybe like 90 minutes, maybe. Uh, so it wasn't the longest thing in the world. Um, I'm going I'm to I'm give it a free piece because, again, like, you know me, I'm a sucker for anime. I like mechas. Um, and yeah, it was it was, it was was entertaining enough. So, um, yeah, if you again, if you need something to watch on Netflix, go check it out. Um, have you seen the Crudes, e- the, either the first one or the most recent one? I've I've seen the first one. And I haven't seen the second one yet. All right, so I had not seen the first one. Uh, it came out in 2013. Um, 
Grog and his family embark on a journey to search for a new place to live after their cave is destroyed. A young boy helps them with a trip through unknown places to find new shelter. Now, this has actually got quite a stacked cast, you know. Like, Emma Stone was Eep, Ryan Reynolds was Guy, Nicholas Cage was Grug, you had Catherine Keener as Ugar, you had Clark Duke as Thunk. And do you know what, yeah? Like, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds was Guy. Yeah! And I, I was watching, yeah, I was I like, and, and the funny thing is, it doesn't, like, he doesn't have that usual. I am Ryan Reynolds. Like you, you can hear if you listen hard enough. <clears throat> um, but like it wasn't obvious. Like oh, look at me, I am Ryan Reynolds. This is my movie kind of thing. He played a, a, a bit part character. Um, it was funny enough. Like you know, obviously I'm a, a grown ass man watching a kids movie, which we'll probably get into a, a little bit later on. Um, I'm gonna give it a half chicken. I it was it was cool having Nick Cage and Ryan Reynolds interact with this. Um, and I also watched Cruise Two, which is you know. A, a bit of a continuation story where they're trying to like find you know their their happy place or tomorrow as they mentioned for the first film uh as you haven't seen i'm not gonna go too far into spoilers uh this movie was meant to come out last year but obviously because of the pandemic it was delayed uh the movie's about 96 minutes long um it's funny like it's a little bit better than the first one but not enough for me to give it a better rating than the first movie i'll give this one a half chicken as well um They've added like a modern family, um, which like they're okay. meant to be like the modern human, still like in like the ice age kind of way. But um, it was cool. It's uh, like just looking at the cast now. You had Peter Peter, Dink- yeah. Peter Dinklage as P- uh, Phil Betterman. You had Kelly Marin Tran as Dawn Betterman. Um, you had Randy Thorne as Sandy. Um, you had Chris Sardis as Belt. Like. I liked what they did, but like I said, it wasn't like, you know, split. It wasn't laugh out loud funny enough for me to give a berry. But I think for a kid's movie, Half Chicken, there were some jokes I liked, there were some bits that I rolled my eyes at. Um, but it was okay. Do you know what I mean? Um, right. So uh, the, the, the time I got reincarnated is a slime. Season two, part two came out. I watched the first three episodes. Um, this is probably my favorite Iskai out there. Right? Ooh, maybe not my favorite Iskai, but it's, it's up there, isn't it? Uh, I Your really favorite what? Isekai. It's a genre. Of Jap- it's, a, it's a genre of Japanese anime where it just basically means that they've. I, I don't necessarily mean they. they, they, they uh, let me try that again. I don't necessarily think they have had to have died, but they've been transported from their real world into another world. Normally, it's like a gaming world, so a bit like Sword Art Online, um, that kind of vein. Okay. Um, is that skyscraper one that we watched? Is that yeah, yeah, that, that, that's class, that's classes in Sky as well, yeah. So okay. it's, in right. the, in the last maybe like three four years, Isekai genre has become very popular, and there's like a shit ton of anime where people get transported to another world. Um, so obviously, yeah, yeah. So I do like I do like that kind of that kind of thing, like like an Alice in Wonderland kind of thing. Yes, but again, okay, yeah, no, like I, the yeah, the, the, know, the pop yeah. the popular ones are where they've been transported to like you know, into like a JRPG environment or medieval environment. Yeah. Um, like, uh, the one, the, the other one that I was watching, which I need to get back to is the time. Oh no, I'm a spider. So what, like what's unique about this one is that it's not just one person from like our world has been transported into another world. It's like a whole class of people. Um, so it's like a whole bunch of high school students and their teachers have been transported into another world. And not only have they been transported to another world, like some of the class, some of the students have become like 
you know, prince and princesses of this like nation. Some of them have just become like foot soldiers. Others have become like actual like monsters that you would normally kill in the RPG world. Um, so yeah, I'd highly recommend that. I'd check it out. Um, but yeah, I'm having fun of it. Um, I rewatched the first Space Jam after watching Space Jam 2. Um, just to like, oh, nice. You know, just to see, watch the yeah, just to see if I was being a bit too harsh on the first movie, but I wasn't. Um, listen, I don't, I don't know what too my, harsh on the on the first movie or the yeah, new one on the, on the new movie because obviously, like, it's, okay, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a kid's movie, in it. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not okay. We're gonna talk about space, like I don't know what mine's doing. We're gonna talk about Space Jam now, in it. So, Space Jam Two, yeah. I don't understand who the target audience is in it because there's a lot of oh. references there that are like I know kids movies normally have like little reference for adults like because they know that adults have to watch these movies with their kids and stuff like that mm. but there it felt like there was a lot of references that only adults would understand and like people that grew up like mm. in the nineties and two thousand would understand I like mm. and another thing like is Looney Tunes even on TV now for kids. I don't think so. I don't think so. I haven't seen Looney Tunes on TV in time. It, it, exactly. So again, it was just like, who was this made for? Like, if you're catering this to mm. like those that would have watched Space Jam as kids and are now taking their children to go see it, like, I get what they did, and like, I understand some of the references that they tried to put in, um, and like, you know, mm. Warner Brothers tried to be like, look at us. This is our world. Look at all our different products that we've made and have been successful. Um, but at the same time, like, if I took a, a current day's child to see this, would it wash over them? And then I thought that Don Cheadle was terrible as the um, antagonist. Oh, I God. thought he was awful. Yeah. I think they should have picked somebody else. Um, mm. All right, so, you know, Space Jam and New Legacy is a 2012 American live action animated sports comedy film directed by Malcolm, Malcolm D. Lee, served as a standalone sequel to Space Jam, which came out in 1996. Is the first theatrical release film to feature a Looney character since Looney back in action uh, in 2003. And it's also a combination of live action, traditional hand drawn animation, and 3D CGI effects. The film stars basketball player LeBron James as a fictionalized version of himself, along with Don Cheadle, Chris Davis, Sonique Martin Green, and Cedric Joe in live action roles, while Jeff Berman, Eric Bazaar, and Zendaya headlining the Looney voice cast. Um. I, I, do you know what I hated? What was, what was it? The, the space verse. What was it that they called it? Oh, the server verse. The server. Oh my gosh. I hated uh, that. Every time uh, they said that, I just cringed and wanted to like die. It was so bad. <laughs> and then uh, don't cheat. Oh, I, again, I don't know. I think if they picked someone else to be a villain or maybe if it had been done like where he was like, the CEO of Warner Brothers. Like, he's actually playing a live-action person rather than some computer generic... What is it? King Al River. Besides Al G. River. Like, come on, get out of here, man. (coughs) That was so dumb, man. Um, The funny thing is, yeah, I feel like there was a good movie in here somewhere. Like, I think if they changed certain story beats um, and did slightly different things to it, it would have been a cool movie. Like, there like there were some funny moments, yeah, but it just didn't land well in it. So, like, you know when he mm. was, like, short and he made that Kevin Hart joke? That was funny. But the way he, like, 
landed a punchline wasn't funny. Does that make sense? Yeah, a hundred percent. Basically, yeah, mm. that's because he's a shit actor, and <laughs> they even they, they even try and like um, I think it's called like hang a lamp on it or something like that. Mm. Is the expression like bring attention to it mm. in in order to justify it within your own movie? Yeah. So in the scene like where he's in the meeting room or something. And they're like, oh, yeah, LeBron, like, we want to get you in on this Warner Brothers 3000 and get you in all these movies and stuff. And he's like, but but athletes who become actors like are terrible. Like, it never goes down well. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, And I was like, well, yeah, like, that's what I'm watching <laughs> right now. <laughs> and you know what? The acting film... And the, only, the only thing worse... Sorry. The only thing worse than an athlete turned actor is an athlete turned voice actor and it was terrible the moment he became a cartoon it was worse. i was like this is horrible mm. like his voice acting was so bad and i had heard um i'd read somewhere that one of the producers of the movie or something said that the hand-drawn animation section of the movie mm. would take up the majority of it like like something like 90 percent of it or something mm. and they wouldn't turn into their like cgi versions until the towards end. the end when the game starts yeah but it it wasn't quite that ratio it 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 was a decent chunk in 2d animation mm. but i feel like the game started quite like not long after halfway through the film the game yeah. started but i felt like in and the so, original they got to the game quite quickly which i liked yeah and, and i did i did like i did like um like the recruit in the team scene of them like going around to all the different movies. Yeah. That so, was like, good. Roadrunner Roadrunner was in Mad Max, which was jokes. Yeah. You had um, Granny was in the Matrix. The old lady was in I the I Matrix. Loved. Yeah, because obviously you know me, I'm I'm a sucker for the Matrix. Um yeah. I thought they cut out um um Speedy Gonzalez as well, but he was he was his his bit was still there. Yeah. I thought he got cancelled, but well I guess I, I guess Pepe Le Pew Pepe definitely, Le Pew got, definitely took. got cancelled. <laughs> Took the took the major heat of it mm. off of him, so yeah. Is that mind that's joined uh, us? Yeah, I mean to be fair, I didn't miss Pepe Le Pew in the movie, mm. and I'm not sure you you watched Base Jam the first one. Mm. Was Speedy Gonzalez in that one? I don't think I don't think he, I don't think he was. One. Pepe Le Pew was in the first one. Yeah, I know Pepe Le Pew is, but now so they got rid of the French guy and brought in the Mexican, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Could only have one foreigner per movie, sorry. Mm. I think this but is. yeah, no, there was definitely a good movie in it, but like, I'll, I'll have to agree with, I think Shanks put out a tweet that's like, there was no like iconic music in this as well, which like let no. down. Because when I was watching the first one, I was like, hey, this music is sick. Like, they had better tunes. You know what, yeah. like, I know R. Kelly's been cancelled, yeah. yeah, but I believe I can fly fit and sick. Um, hit him high, hit him yeah. high, hit him high, hit him like that. You were tight. Hit him low. Hit him low. That, yeah. uh, we had the, the soundtrack. Hey, the soundtrack alone to the first one was sick. Yeah, in mm. even I, I knew this movie was gonna be like a pale imitation of the first one. Yeah, when it came to the to the um like the opening montage scene. Oh yeah, like, where dead. showing LeBron kind of coming up through basketball mm. and showing his career. Like in the first one, it was sick. Like. The tune, like, it, it built up and then there were some sound effects and then there was just music mm. and it was like, um, 
What what tune was it? It was like um, it was like come on and slam and, and welcome, welcome to, to the jam. jam. You know come that tune? Come on and slam. I, I, Everybody I, get up. I, it's I, time I, to slam down. Welcome to the space jam. Hey, all right. Put your hands in the air if you feel fine. That's what I'm saying. Like there there was so many bangers, yeah. And this one, yeah, like, mm. the music just felt dry, man. I was just like, am I going to hear something that I recognise and, like, it fits well with what's going on? And mm. the whole song... They even tried to... Go they even tried to sample a song from the first movie, I think, when the game was starting. Mm. You know the you know the song that's like... Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun, like, I heard that little kind of melody kick in and then it just flipped into some next remix and I was like, oh, yeah. you actually got me excited. For and do you know what's funny? Like, my, my ta- the tablet's battery's just been moving bookie, so I can't even play the original um, thing. Like, it's get ready to... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Chair, which is a bit... Yeah, because we use that. We use yeah. that as a bumper. Um, Trust me, man. The uh, first one was so iconic, had so many iconic moments. And this one just seemed like like it was trying so hard to come up with an iconic moment. Yeah, and but it just and couldn't you know, do you know it. was annoying as well. Yeah, like they should have somehow made a direct sequel to the original. Yeah, because they kept on re- like this was oh, no way. This, this wasn't a sequel. This was like oh, but but we've done that before. Like they kept on referencing how they've you know played basket before and like like mm. what did Lola say? Oh, I, I'm fed up. I did this like 23 years ago. I don't need to do it again. And then and mm. the Wonder Woman scene was kind of nice. I did kind of like that. Um, yeah, that Wonder Woman scene was good. I mean, yeah. Lola, Lola is like a sick, like female, like empowerment kind of character. Mm. So it, it was cool to see um, to see her with the um, uh, with the the Amazons and stuff and being like initiated into them. Yeah, um, there, there there was a couple of like decent crossover like things like when when Bugs Bunny and LeBron was Batman and Robin mm. that was kind of cool and you had super super duck like yeah. Don, um, Daffy Duck was Superman but then you had the real Superman turn up and mm. then the real Justice League turned up so that was kind of cool yeah you got um, Rick and Boy he made an appearance little cameo but do you know what yeah that was the best moment of the whole film <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't even know Rick and Morty was Warner Brothers? Yeah. Unless they they paid for, to use them, unless they paid like for the yeah. rights to use them. But um, no, that that moment surprised me. I didn't yeah. see that coming, and it it was funny mm-hmm. because he was in character without having to swear and do you know what I yeah. mean. And, and you have adult co- humor, it works. Do you know what I mean? And it was still Rick. Yeah. Like that that was good. I did really like that. Um, I did really like that. Do you know what made uh, me laugh the most about this movie is that, like, obviously with the whole Fast and Furious memes and all that, yeah, we had a film about mm. family and the main character's name was named Dom. Yeah, it's true. Do you know what? The, me- the, the message that they like, tried to have in this movie was actually a really good message. It just was executed really shit. It was executed very poorly. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it so- was. And it, it made, it made um, LeBron as a lead character, it, like, it, he wasn't very likable. He wasn't a likable protagonist. He didn't really, he, like, he's always putting his son down. He doesn't like games. Like, know your audience. Mm. So, I mean, your audience likes games. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Um, he didn't have the charisma of Michael, ja- uh, of Michael Jordan, no. sorry. Um, 
he just wasn't like there was that one moment where towards the end where he kind of like embraced the Looney Tunes and their madness. Yeah. I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, and then let's be Looney. <clears throat> he did some like walk, like some serious walk, and then like just did a stupid face. Yeah. And then and then all the Looney Tunes jumped in and did their stupid. And I was like, that was dead. Like that was so dead. <laughs> do you, do like, you, uh, like again in watching the first Base Jam, yeah. Like they limited Michael's lines, and even some of the lines that he, he said, Jay, was like they cut away from him, and it was like you just heard it off screen, and like they mm. didn't give him a lot to do other than like the basketball stuff. Like it, it they kind of negated his bad acting with just giving him very basic things to do. Do you know what I mean? And mm. it just worked, didn't it? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It it was honestly, it was. It was lightning in a bottle. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That first Space Jam. Yeah. It didn't need this. We didn't need this. They no. could have made a new Looney Tunes movie. They could have done this movie mm. with the 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 serververse or whatever, but it just didn't need to be centered around a basketball game. It no. could have been. It could have been about Bugs Bunny trying to get the Looney Tunes back together. Do you yeah. know what I mean, that could have been the film. We didn't even need LeBron James. It could have been anyone. Mm-hmm. It like they even put. Because I said this, yeah? I said, if they are going to do a sequel to Space Jam, Mm. what they should do, instead of having LeBron James, they should get Michael B. Jordan. Mm. They should get Michael B. Jordan. They mistakenly think he's the same Michael Jordan. They get him, and then it's not him. And they even... They did did that that joke. Yeah, they did that joke, and it just flopped. It just fell flat. I even even thought that they were going to at least get him to suit up. Like, yes, it's the wrong Michael B. Jordan. But at least, like, what was the guy in the first movie? But do something still. Oh, what was his name? Bill, Mur- Bill yeah, Murray. Yeah, I thought he was going to, like, have the Bill Murray role where he just come in and, yeah. like... And then I didn't like the fact there was, like, some dumb video game um, basketball. Like, how do you go from, like, yeah. a thousand and, like... At least the, other, the first one, it made kind of sense. Like, even though, like, they were getting whooped here, Michael Jordan was still doing bits in it. And, like, it was still, like, yeah. 96 to, like, 10 or something. Like, do you know what I mean? It was, like... A, yeah. A, a million to like two. <laughs> um, yeah. Martin, did you watch Space Jam 2? I know Martin's in the room now. He's been in the room for a while. Martin, I'm trying to bring oh, you in shit. once again. No, nah, that's all right. I'm here. I had to beat myself. Nah, cool. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I watched it. Nah, so, um, do you know, what was your surface thoughts and then give us your rating? Um, it's not for it's not for us millennials. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I mean, it is, but it isn't. It is because it, it, they reference a lot of things in the nineties still to uh, also grab our attention because that's that's when the first movie came up when mm. we were kids, um, and they try to do something for the younger audience, which is you know video games, very techy. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was enjoy for me. It was enjoyable. Um, but it's only enjoyable because of the nostalgia aspect of it. Mm. So uh, give it a half chicken. Half chicken. All right. I, I'm going to yeah. give this a quarter chicken because I like I wouldn't be able to do it now. But if I watched that movie and you gave me time, I think I could turn that what we got into a much better movie. I probably would have liked if, like, let's say, um, if they still wanted to have been kind of set into the real world, we could have got the villain from the first movie. When he gets fired from the rocket somehow find his way back to earth and then to like seek his revenge on the looney tunes he becomes the ceo of warner brothers and then he then tries to then um forces the looney tunes to then split up into the different warner brothers world because then he's like oh like 
together they're powerful but individually they're shit and do you know what I mean so as long as I keep them apart I could do something to like you know destroy their family and then that that, that already sounds better yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> sounds so much and, better and, and then like again I hate the server version but like having that world and doing something with it yeah and having like I like the, all the loons he's been in the different worlds and the like different cameos and seeing like yeah, Pennywise cool. wise in the background because like I kind of forgot like how much stuff Warner Brother actually owns in it um, mm-hmm. so it, it was cool to see um, but yeah I honestly do feel like there was a better movie in this and like I watched the first movie the first movie it, for a movie that came out in 1996 yeah it surprised me at how well it holds up like mm. it looks good like the acting from everyone other than Michael Jordan is on point like it's a fun mm. movie do you know what I mean and like it's just done so well like and the basketballers that they use yeah they use them in like good roles in a sense like it's constantly shifting between the Lutu worlds and the real world so you're not constantly like focused on the tunes like it's showing the ramifications of what's happening in the two world on on our world mm. and it works well. and if we've got something like that where like, let's say for example they kind of started to bring the Warner Brothers worlds into different in, into our world where it kind of like blends in together where you could kind of like maybe like start things see start seeing things glitch and stuff like the Matrix or you know start you know maybe in, in Vegas you start seeing um, people actually doing um, the bad back stuff and like just little things like that just incorporate into both worlds and then you know to restore things to normality they then have to have this bait this the, the, have a rematch of this basketball game and then you know mm. this time around michael jordan's too old so the lunatics have gone and got the next best thing which right now is lebron james and i think as well yeah like i don't follow basketball that much in it but like i feel like lebron james is, is a much more charismatic character than that they should portray in this movie and i don't think they allowed mm. him to have fun with his character which is which is a shame because like with Michael, they allowed him to have some fun with it. Like, do you know what I mean? And like, let him do, let him be Michael. Where I feel like they didn't let LeBron be LeBron. Like, and that kind of, what's the point of having him there if he can't be himself? Like, it, it, it's a waste mm. of the character. They didn't know what they wanted from him either. Because one minute he's this serious, like, no, there's no, there's no time to muck about. You have to focus on your, on your, your goals and. Like there's, there's, you can't be great without sacrifice or whatever he kept saying. Mm. One minute he's like all this serious guy, like no games, no time for play. But then the next minute he's like, he's like fangirling out over seeing Bugs Bunny. Mm. You know what I mean? And like, it's like, well, like I get it. Cause when you was a kid, you, you played that Game Boy Bugs Bunny game and you loved it and shit. But like, surely, I don't know. Like it, it was just weird, man. It was weird. And like I say, he wasn't very likable in general. Mm. I think they 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 mucked it up, man. And just making the the story about him and his family like it's centered around them. Like yeah. the original, it was about the Looney Tunes, mm-hmm. and then they it was about Michael Jordan and his life as well. Yeah. But he was like, he was like the the side character. If yeah. That makes sense. He was the the um um the support, if that makes sense. Whereas in this one, it was like the Looney Tunes were the support characters. Mm. And LeBron was the main guy and his son was like more of a main character than the Looney Tunes were. Yeah. Some of the Looney Tunes didn't even get to do anything. Like until the match, until the game started, a lot of them didn't even do anything yet. Mm. It, it was, it was weird. Like, like, do you know, again, for, I did for, it, for me, I, 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 go on, sorry. 
I know. I was just gonna say I did appreciate some things like because Martin said it's not for millennials. You're saying it's not for kids. Like this movie's not for anyone. Like, <laughs> they didn't know who that. Yeah, they didn't like know who they're said, talking about kids. Like, like you said, there's there's references to characters from adult movies, like like Pennywise mm. and and shit like that, and, and the Matrix like, and, and the Matrix. And then you've got oh, like, yeah. and then you've got the mask standing there. You mm. had the flipping Clockwork Orange crew there. We had the penguin. I mean? there and that's well. a fucked up. Yeah, penguin was there. Do you know what I mean, Mister Freeze was there. There was a lot of shit going on, but it was like it was either a, from a property that's aimed at adults, mm-hmm. or it was from a property that was aimed at children fifty years ago. Yeah, and it's like it's like children aren't going to know who Jabberjaw is. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. Children aren't going to know who all these. Like they might know who the Flintstones are, maybe or Scooby Doo. Yeah, but they're not going to know deep cuts. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? So it was just weird, man. It seemed desperate, mm. and it, it's like the film tried to be meta and be like, yeah. Th- I mean, it, it, Space Jam: A New Legacy is a movie where they're like desperately trying to make the Looney Tunes relevant again. They're using LeBron James to do it. Um, they're they're referencing all their most well-known um properties and stuff and then it's like the story of the movie is warner brothers are using lebron james to do you know what i mean bring relevance back mm. to old and it's like your movie is about what the movie is do you know what i mean if mm. that makes sense like they tried to be metal with it but all they kept doing was pointing out like how irrelevant looney tunes are in modern times yeah like unfortunately i, I mm-hmm. as much as i love them and i had nostalgia and watching it like i did have my nostalgia glasses on mm. so like when, when he first got there and it was like rabbit season duck season yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and then there was that whole thing with like bugs bunny just fucking with lebron mm. that was funny like I, I did enjoy that because it was just like watching an old bugs bunny cartoon yeah but then at the same time it's like i don't know it just it didn't work the movie as a whole didn't work yeah and then i don't see it working for kids like there was game of thrones world mm. there was mm. casablanca world casablanca yeah. like <laughs> what the fuck is that doing in a looney Tunes movie <laughs> exactly. like and then there's harry potter world so yeah i get the harry potter world. world matrix world mm. that that makes sense yeah um but then like uh oh and then when when algor- algorithm was offering like lebron he was like you can have lebron versus batman mm. <clears throat> and then he was like mr freeze or whatever lebron of thrones lebron yeah. potter and all this stuff it was like it, it was trying way too hard i think yeah. one reference i did like was when lebron was going through his list of the team that he wants to make and he was like oh, i'm gonna get like the best Warner brothers characters yeah like I, I can get Superman, like king kong, Batman, king kong I mean? superman iron giant. iron giant and then himself and, and he was like and, and then he, he said something, he said a line about having Iron Giant on the same team as his as his hero Superman. Mm. And I was like, okay, I like that. I like that line. That one line in this whole <laughs> movie I liked mm. because I love Iron Giant. And yeah, Superman was his, like, his hero, his idol. So that was a nice little reference that they put in there. Iron Giant's been getting a lot of love recently. Between this and um, Ready Player One, mm. Iron Giant's come and making a comeback in a big way. I want to see a live action Iron Giant movie. Mm, that would wow. be sick. Wow. Uh, um, yeah. So, yeah. Hold on. What else have we got? What else have I? What was that? Um, yeah. So 
obviously as well uh, the purge election year um, I had thought I'd seen oh we're purge. moving on yeah yeah what was did you read it did I I like did no, you? no 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 I, oh, I didn't read it oh, what's your, what was your reading I would give it a quarter chicken as well to okay. be honest I was, I was not impressed with it even the nostalgia glasses couldn't save it mm. Um, and I told, I said last episode, didn't it? When we was talking about, um, the, about freaky Mm. that I was like, one of the things that I hate in movies is when people have secret handshakes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. LeBron's kid has fucking secret handshakes with fucking everyone. Everyone's (laughs) got a secret handshake with him. He gave his mum a secret handshake to say goodbye. Then he got to school and his mate came over and then they had a secret handshake. (laughs) I was like, I was like, what's going on? Like, have you just got secret handshakes with everyone? Like, what? It's a very, it's a very, oh, no, Ameri- that, it's a very American thing. It's a very stupid thing. So yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. It's a very you American You basically thing. said the same thing. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 um, there was one line that I was like, is this a reference to Dave Chappelle, that Prince skit? When, um, I think the granny did something. Oh, she said blouses. Yeah, that was a Dave Chappelle like, reference. She was like, check, she was like, check game. Blouses. blouses. Yeah, that was 100%. And I was like, that's Dave Chappelle. Yeah. That's 100% Dave Chappelle. And again, kids would not know that reference. Like, <laughs> nah, the reference to Independence Day as well with um, King Kong got nothing on me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah. Oh, no. people are not. Yeah. That was an Independence Day. That was um, Training Day. Training Day. So I met, yeah, I met Training yeah. Day. There was a yeah. lot that, of That was references. kind of funny, though, when King Kong. Kong in the background when he said that King Kong was like oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that kind of made me laugh a bit alright uh, even but... the even Grem- Gremlins turned up in this yeah. yes um, that the old nice monsters turned up in the it the original monsters turned up which was cool uh, um, the th- this movie just kept trying to imitate the first one as well because when the boy when the son was like oh yeah I, I scanned in the movements of the the NBA and yeah. WNBA players for my characters and then algorithm was like okay i could use that i was like all right that's basically like how they're gonna do the monsters in this yeah. one like mm-hmm. in the first one they had the magic basketball mm-hmm. and took their powers in this they just scanned their movements in yeah but it, again in the first one you had those whole like some of the best stuff in the first one wasn't even looney tune stuff that's it was what real world stuff exactly like what watching watching that fat guy i can't remember his name but the, the guy from jurassic Park, the first one. Yeah. Watching him dig holes in the in the golf course yeah. to oh, try and yeah. find. I'm coming for you, Michael. Funny. <laughs> and 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 to see all the basketball players go to therapy mm. because they got their like all of that was yeah, so yeah, jokes. When, when, when the doctor was like, uh, "Are you experienced any performance performance issues elsewhere?" He's like, "Hell <laughs> no!" Like there was so <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, yeah. there was so. And when much. he was like, when he was like, so so. How often do you have this dream? It's like, it wasn't a dream. <laughs> it really happened. There were so many good jokes, <laughs> man. Funny, man. So many. And as I was watching it, I just felt myself like remembering the lines that are coming next. So I was like, wow, I'm clearly watching this way too much as a child. Um, yeah. I'm definitely watching with my kids the original one when I have kids and their age, they can understand yeah. it. Because like I said, it holds up, man. I would implore anyone that hasn't seen it before or... You know, you want a palate cleanser to watch this. It is a it is a great film. Uh, it's so nineties. The music, the hairstyles, the clothing, but it holds up, man. And like the 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 um, animation is just on job as well, man. Yeah, the animation was really good. A, a, a interesting thing about the first one because in the in the credit scene of the new one, mm. 
um, there's like pictures of the Looney Tunes like doing different sports. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you had like Granny was fighting Ronda Rousey. Lola Bunny was playing tennis, I think, with like one of the Williams sisters. Mm. I think it was Ahsoka. Sorry, what's what's what, um what, the Japanese, the half Japanese half? Um, I can't remember her name right off. off oh, okay. Head. Oh damn I it! I didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even notice yeah. what you're talking about. I didn't even see this. All right, so it's, it's it, end credits, but yeah, yeah. So during the credits, you see like all these just like photos and stuff, like snapshots of mm. the Looney Tunes going out doing different sports. Uh, like Bugs Bunny playing golf, mm. Sylvester and Tweety on on a skateboard, just different things like that. Okay. And I think that was a I think that was a reference to um, after the original, after the first one, um, which which apparently the original creator of the Looney Tunes hated the first one. What? Because yeah, because he said he said that they fully just didn't understand the characters, and he said that if aliens came and challenged. Bugs Bunny to, not not even to a basketball tournament. If if aliens came down to Earth and was threatening to take him as a slave and chain him up in an amusement park, mm. he said it wouldn't take Bugs Bunny recruiting a whole team of Looney Tunes, challenging him to a basketball game, getting Michael Jordan doing all this. He said Bugs Bunny would have fucked them up <laughs> for half an hour. Like mm. half an hour, it would have been done. Yeah, like he would have I just fucked with them so hard that they would have given up. Yeah, no, I get that. I <laughs> Do get you know that. what I mean? And you that know, makes sense. So that, what, that's why he didn't like the original. Do you know what I loved about but, the first one as well? Yeah, they take a dig at Disney. They say like, "Oh, what what Disney Studio will call their team the Ducks?" And that's obviously a reference, uh, yeah, to the Mighty Ducks. Uh, well, the original that again, <coughs> that again. I think the reason they took a swipe at Disney was because um, Disney. Who framed Roger okay, Rabbit? Okay, so 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 Warner Brothers and Disney originally had a deal for mm -hmm. yeah, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, which was a Disney movie. Mm -hmm. So Disney went to Warner Brothers and said, "Okay, we're doing this movie. Can we use your characters?" And Warner Brothers agreed, mm -hmm. but the deal was, you can only use our characters. Oh no, you have to use our characters mm -hmm. as much as you use your own characters. Yeah. So uh, any screen time Mickey Mouse gets, Bugs Bunny gets the same. Yeah. Any screen time Daffy Duck gets. Donald Duck gets the same, yeah. which is why they, they paired them up in mm. that movie. Yeah. Whenever you saw Mickey Mouse, Bugs Bunny was on screen with yeah. him. And they meant to have the same, to have the same words as well. It wasn't just about screen time. Same, the same amount of dialogue, lives, yeah. everything, yeah. So <laughs> that, that was the original deal. But what Warner Brothers claim or thought was also part of the deal was that they would then get to make a movie and have a Disney, at least one Disney character in it. Mm. There was originally planning on having Mickey Mouse be the referee for the basketball game okay. because because he's huh? Uh, I said oh, okay, like I didn't know that. Yeah, that was originally what they wanted to do because he's neutral. He's not he's not Looney Tunes. He's not Warner Brothers. Mm. So do you know what I mean, that, and it was meant to be like a surprise little cameo. Mm. But Disney were like, no, nah, what? No, nah, <laughs> you can't use Mickey Mouse. You are you nuts? Only we can use it. We never said you could use our thing. Mm. Safe for letting us use your character. <laughs> but no, nah, no. Nah. nah, you can't have Mickey. You can't have Mickey Mouse. Are you dumb? Mm. Mickey Mouse ain't being a referee for your dumb game. Yeah. So they, they, so Royal Brothers were a bit pissed off about that. So maybe that's why they, they did the, that um, dig. That dig the was funny though. And they ended up, I think what they ended up doing was actually better anyway. They had Marvin the Martian yeah. be the referee, mm. which makes sense. Because again, he's neutral. He's half Looney Tune. Half like alien, like they are. Mm. So was was it like, was it that blue character that was 
that was his lucky that was the ref. No, it was, it was, was it, no, we're talking about the original. We're talking about the original. The original. So, oh, yes, right. Marshall Man, Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, but but anyway, sorry, sorry. Just to get back to um what I was saying. Mm. The the pictures of them doing all the different sports, I think was a reference to um originally they the sequel to Space Jam was going to have Tony Hawk's in it. Okay. And it was going to and it was going to be about skateboarding. And then any other sequel, I think it was even going to be called Skate Jam or something like that. Mm. And any any other sequel that came after that, it was going to be like a different sport yeah. each time mm. with a different like legendary sports. So I mean, like someone who owns that sport basically. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think they kind of did that little montage, montage of images at the end was kind of to reference mm. what the original plan for the sequels were meant to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that. I, I honestly thought that um, Looney Tunes back in action was the successor to Space Jam. Yeah, no. Do you know what? I don't think any of these movies are related to each other. Even mm. Space Jam, <laughs> A New Legacy, it's not a sequel to the original Space Jam. Mm. They, yeah. but one, uh, Apart from minor, like, really, really, like, non-specific references, like Lola saying she'd done this before or stuff like that, no one out and out says, like... Like, do you remember when we had to play basketball with those aliens? Like, do you know what I mean? No one said that like that. Yeah, the aliens were in it, but they weren't even referenced as the aliens. Like, they, if you didn't see the photo, you won't even know who the fuck mm. they were. But they did. I mean, but Bugs did reference something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, no, and so did Lola. Yeah, Bugs and Lola both referenced basically the first movie in saying mm. that they've done this before, kind of thing. Um, anyway, we're just gonna gonna move on because. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so Purge election year. Um, so obviously we had um, the Forever Purge coming out. I'd thought I'd watch all the Purge movies so I could um, watch the first Purge, which we reviewed when that came out. But somehow I missed Purge election year. Um, I watched it for the first time. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I would give it a free piece. Um, I was, you know, talking to you guys in the group here, and I was just saying, like, whoever came out with The Purge is, like, an evil mastermind because the movie just works so well. Um, and, you know, the action is fun. Uh, it's not a horror, so it's not super scary, but it has, like, a couple of jump scares here and there. Um, but, yeah, it, mine, you kind of watched all of them for the very first time. Um, what was your opinions and reigns of them? So to be fair, I've only seen Election Year and this this purge because okay. I just think the concept I think concept is dumb anyway. I don't understand why there's a whole year that's taken out to, to uh, commit the most atrocious crimes, like crimes that happen on a, on a daily basis. No, well, you know what I mean? it's it's one it's one night, and because of this one night, there's less crime throughout the year. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on that one. You, you, you I get <laughs> what you're saying, but you need to actually go back and watch the original, the first first purge movie, and it will kind of make it make a little bit more sense? Nope. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think anything can change my mind. Um, but watching this, um, the Forever Purge. Mm. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, yeah. Adela oh. and her husband, Juan, live in Texas where they work as a ranch hand for the wealthy Tucker family. Juan impresses the Tucker patriarch, Caleb, but that fuels the jealous angry anger of his son, Dylan. On a morning after the purge, a masked gang of killers attacked the Tuckers, forcing both families to band together and fight back as the country spirals into chaos. All right, now you can talk about the Forever Purge. Right. So the Forever Purge, for me, just felt like um, it was... What's what I'm looking for? It just felt like a normal... 
All right, all right. So let me let me let me start again. All yeah, right, start so, again because I didn't I couldn't even hear what you're saying. All right, yeah, because I I was just um sort of tripping all over my words. Right, yeah, no, so it's... let me start again. So I watched, I think I did watch the first Purge movie because mm-hmm. I, I did I did because I did, I did go back and watch one um old uh, old Purge movie. So it was the first Purge movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Let me describe it too. Basically, it's when they first started. I think it's the one actually you recommended, Nana. Oh, the first the one where um, it was a little bit racist or something. Oh, the black people. Yeah, all right. That's my black favorite. Purge. That's, that's, that's my favorite purge movie. Purge. Yeah, that's the first purge. Okay, but, it's not, cool. it's not, but it's not the first purge movie. The first purge movie is called the, first purge. the Purge. All right, cool. Mm. So, um, because I've seen Election Year, um, so I kind of know what knew what the purge is about. Anyway, watching the Forever Purge. Um, nothing really changed for me. I just, I still think it's a dumb concept where, you know, a year, so one day, one day, one night in a year, um, everyone could go out and create crazy atrocities or whatever. And that's somehow supposed to, oh, pardon me, that's not supposed to subside people's, um, you know, um, I guess, uh, penchant for, um, wreaking havoc or uh, committing crimes. Um, I, th- I think there's a whole lot of BS to be perfectly honest. Uh, but watching the movie, um, I did like the different um, aspects of it. Um, so for Forever Purge, it was um, obviously you had the um, Mexican family that um, that came to U- uh, US working on, uh, under the ranch um, handlers and whatnot. Um, you know, going about the day lives. You know, the wife asked the husband to speak English or to learn to speak English uh, fluently, so you know it doesn't cause them so, so many problems mm. and things like that. So it felt very um, relatable. Um, you can see a bit of jealousy in um, a few of the ranch hands' like eyes and uh, facial expressions. So you, I knew straight away that okay, somewhere along the line, the, when the purge comes, this one is going to get attacked and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I liked. Um, for the, for this world, but it wasn't. I don't. I don't want to say it was more racist. Also, there was, there was racism elements in there. I mean, that was the KKK that was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also the. Um, um, I don't know. It was like that that Texas or Southern militia who were going out just trying to kill anyone that wasn't white, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was more just people's points of views. Um, so um, an example being that. Um, when the set and the Mexican guy asks asks um, one of the ranch handlers, "Oh, um, you really hate me, don't you?" Blah blah. blah. He says, I, "I don't hate you. Um, I think um, white people could just can be just as bad as as um, any other race as any as any other race." Mm. Um, I don't necessarily say I think that anyone's particularly evil, or whatnot, but I just think that you guys should stick to yourselves, and we just stick to ourselves, mm. and that's it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but down the line in the movie later on, you can see that actually they kind of relied on each other for different things. So mm. um, they relied on the Mexican guy and his knowledge of sort of like the virtual the underground um, railway oh, to yeah. get to shelter. So you can see, okay, if I said stick to yourselves, mm. we wouldn't have survived. Do you know what I mean? His, his yeah. um, child got born and everything like that. So His child's technically a Mexican. I loved it. <laughs> oh yeah Charles yeah. not American because Charles born in Mexico mm. loved it so, and the, the irony there so was beautiful was, the irony was exactly but it was a decent movie overall um, I'd probably give it a half chicken just because 
I think I think the purge concept is dumb. However, um, I did like the elements uh, featured in this movie. Um, you know, just how dumb and tribalistic human beings can get. Um, at the same time, just striving to do well and try to survive. You know, with the people around you. Mm. Um, so yeah, um, I I give it a half chicken. All right, fair um, enough. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll ask you guys that I'll talk about talk about the first purge. I I loved it. I'm, I'm gonna give it a solid three piece. Like I just like how they freshen up this purge franchise, just adding different elements to it. Um, the action's great. Um, like they tried to throw in a couple of jump scares. Um, the only thing I'll say that I probably didn't like about this one is um, after the family, his family get attacked. I didn't understand why they just didn't go back into their house and activate their um, purge defenses. And then just like, you know, have a shelter to like defend themselves. But I guess, you know, with the whole world going crazy, it probably would have got overrun anyway. Um, I did like the fact that, you know, Mexico and Canada were the ones that like, you know, were safe place for Americans. Um, you know, yeah. especially since like, you know, America, a lot of America shit on Mexicans were trying to come over the border. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, the ending, yeah. When I saw them have the cowboy, the, the cowboy ropes, I don't even know what the lassos. When they had the lassos, yeah. I was like, and the, and the burnt arrows, yeah, I was like, okay, shit is about to go down. I was like, I, I, I was gassed at it, and uh, it was just fun. Uh, the kills were kind of cool. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting that we never like got to see what happened to the black guy that saved um, the Mexico woman at the beginning. Like he just kind of went off. Like I thought. Ooh. I thought he would go off and then like as he was like going off we'll just see him get shot or something but we never actually saw what happened so I thought that was pretty cool um, yeah man I, again it, it just like if you've seen all the previous movie it like it fits as a similar vein they're like just popcorn movies you know like you don't have to think about it too seriously but again like I just enjoy them for what they, what, what they are uh, T were you able to watch this one? I saw it yesterday yeah yeah I managed to get asleep yeah, so what did you think of um, yeah, it was all right. It was all right. It wasn't the best Purge movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there were better ones. Um, I still think the franchise as a whole is decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good. It, it hasn't been a bad one, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I like how they, they're they trying to like keep it as fresh, fresh as they can. Mm-hmm. Like, Even though it, all the movies are basically the same. Like, <laughs> It's just a whole mo- movie of people killing each other and trying to run away from the madness but they all kind of have their own like i think martin Martin might have touched on it earlier um that they all kind of have a message behind them like i think one of them had like like a message something to do with like homelessness because i think one of the purge movies um, one of the governmental reasons behind what they're doing was to try and clear up home like kill homeless people Mm. there's like an upper class versus is that the first purge that's the first purge yeah yeah there was also like um like racial tensions kind of i think it might be purge as well yeah or just scattered around them like, all of them to be honest all of them yeah like this racial tension upper class versus working class mm-hmm. i swear in one of them they were just trying to kiss like um working class people are saying and now in this one you've got immigration so they all kind of have their own like um, subject matter that they're kind of tackling yeah but it they are all just still big dumb action movies about killing and like the the whole idea of the purge is stupid but if you can just accept like in the in the reality of these movies it exists you know what yeah. I mean and the world building is done well enough mm-hmm. in this one with the whole 
purge safety bonus and yeah like the whole lockdown things going on like to add to that like just the language of lockdown like after covid i've noticed a lot of movies have used like with language like lockdown there was even kind of references to trump in this like when they was going around saying uh, uh something about oh we're going to kill all foreigners and invaders and mm. just going around and raping our people and we're going to make America American again. And mm. I was like, oh, that's some Trump shit right there, boy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, th- with this one in particular, I thought it was okay. Um, the characters were likable. I don't think they had much character to them, though. Like, the Mexican guy was kind of like a plain piece of toast. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, most of them were. Do you know what I mean? Like, huh? The wife was more interesting, though. Because the wife yeah. was, because the wife was ended up having a backstory. Um, like she was one of the female um, freedom fighters against the Mexican cartel. So I thought that was pretty yeah, interesting. yeah. But I'm I'm always uh, uh, I always champion the idea within movies of show don't tell. So to hear her tell the other woman that oh yeah, the reason I'm good at guns is because the I've actually got an epic backstory, but I'm just we're just not going to show. Yeah. Nice. I was like, oh, that's shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the soundtrack to this movie was decent. Mm. It had like this, there was like this weird dubstep kind of sound. It kind of sounded like, you know, the world machine, Man of Steel, where it would be like, some weird dubstep noise that kept happening, I thought was kind of cool. And it had like this synthesizer kind of like, tension building up so I, I thought it was decent um but yeah no for the i'll give this a, a half chicken mm. it was okay i was i wasn't bored mm. but i was never like on the edge of my seat like oh fuck like this is amazing yeah so um yeah um just a, just a couple of questions as well like the more of these, these purge movies that come out the more it's just it's good that they keep focusing on murder like if all crime is legal all crime mm. like does that mean um illegal immigration is legal during the purge yeah like so so all these purge people who are like are oh, these legal foreigners coming here it's like well <laughs> no they're, they're not though if they like because i'm pretty sure the easiest time to cross that border if you're going to try and do it yeah. legally is it's during the purge, purge. Yeah, yeah, where 100%. no one's going to give a fuck, and they can't get rid of you what afterwards either. Because like, what, yeah, like, exactly, you're, it was legal. You yeah. did it legally, but then at the same time, I was thinking, yeah, authorities might not be there, but there are going to be some fucking Trump supporting mm. redneck hillbillies who are probably going to be worse for you to encounter mm. <laughs> if you're trying to cross the border. Mm. Um, but but like I would like to see a movie like about like like thieves or something. Do you know what I mean? Like someone trying to do a heist during the purge, and then like oh like, like that might be the, that houses. might be the next movie, isn't it? Robin like rob houses or something. But then one guy in his house is like, no, fuck that, mm. and like fight. Do you know what I mean? Like not always a murder. Like not everyone. Like if I if I was in this world and it was a purge, I wouldn't. I'd, if I had to, mm. I'd murder to yeah. protect myself or to achieve like my goals of the evening. Mm. If I had to, I'd murder. But I wouldn't murder. Like I'd just go out. Well, I'd probably lock myself into honest. But if I was going out, 
it would be like to rob a bank or something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And set myself up for the year. Mm. Like, I, I I think it's weird that they keep focusing. Like, they've got such an interesting, unique concept here that they could do a lot with, but they keep making the same movie. Yeah. Which is like, which is a bit, it's starting to, like, I'm starting to get purge fatigue, if that makes sense. Ah, uh, mad. So, what would you this? Um, what I rate it, yeah. I'd, so I'd, yeah, I'd give it a half chicken. Half chicken. Um, I, I feel like the climax of this movie could have been better. Mm. Um, it was okay. Like it, it, let, it was a nice lead to it. Obviously, having the Mexican border open, but only for twenty four hours. It had a nice destination and like yeah. a ticking, ticking clock. So that kind of added to the tension. You had the whole war going on in Texas, basically. And then when Mexico was like, no, fuck this, we're just closing the borders. Like, fuck it. We, we, fuck, just, we're not dealing with America anymore. Yeah. We tried to help some of you, but we'll just fuck it. Yeah. But um, it's jokes, you know, because the one yeah. time that Americans want to go to, uh, to Mexico, <laughs> sorry, the one time Americans yeah. do want to go to Mexico is during the purge. Yeah, exactly. And do you know what was mad, yeah? Like, there was people coming, they were like purge tourists. Like, I would not want to be going to America for the purge. That would be the last place that I would want to be going. Fuck that, man. Fuck that. Mm. But then, like, but then it was silly because I know, I know you can't reason with racists and Mm. they don't, they don't follow logic. But you're angry because Mexicans are in America. So these Mexicans are trying to leave. But you're still chasing them down, <laughs> trying to murder them. Yeah, that means like, bro, let me leave. Like, I'm leaving. Is well, that, you know, it was cause, it's because like, they fuck. killed killed his girl in it, and he wanted revenge. Man, yeah, that's true. They did him a favor. Yeah, say that again. Yeah, yeah, for real. Say that again. I said they, they did, did him they, a favor. Yeah. yeah. Either um, way, one 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 thing I did like about the climax. Well, two things, but was a bit silly. One, I like that they finished him off with their cowboy skills. Yeah. I thought that was, that was funny, but silly. Um, and, but what I did like was in the end, when they had him on, they, they, they subdued him. He wasn't a threat anymore. Mm. The white guy was there, had him. And then the Mexican guy rolls up, aims his gun at his head, and he's like, translate this, pen or something like that. <laughs> and then just shoots him in the head. Yeah. And then the white guy, the white guy makes a face like, oh, why did you do that? Yeah. And I'm thinking like, are you dumb? Are you fucking dumb? <laughs> of course, kill him. We want to see him next year come back for you again. <laughs> Fuck that motherfucker. Like, he just tried to murder all of you all day, all night. Mm. And like purges and he's still doing it. Like, fuck that guy. Yeah. I hate it in movies, yeah? And they're like, oh, don't do it. It's going to make you as bad as them. No, it's yeah, not. It's not going to make you as, as them. It's going to make them as dead as their victims. You know? <laughs> like, it don't make you as bad as them. You're doing it for a just cause. Like mm. this guy is a murderer. Like if you if you have to kill a murderer to stop him, murder, then fucking do it. Like yeah. you know what I mean, it's not going to make you as bad as them. You're not going to kill him. You're not, you're not Batman. Do you mean? You're not going to kill him and then have the taste for blood and know that <laughs> once you cross that line, you can never come back. <laughs> Fuck that, man. This guy just tried to murder you and your family and your pregnant wife, and you're white. Like, you're not even Mexican. You're yeah. white, and he tried to kill you. Mm. Fuck this guy, man. Yeah, no, 100%. Fuck this guy. 100%. Um, and the last thing, I like the visuals, sorry. I like the visuals of America burning, and then, like, you could literally make out the border. The border, because, that's very cool imagery. Because Mexico was just clean and fine, but beyond that border was just fire and carnage. 
I thought I thought that was a really cool imagery, like uh, as a way to to end the movie. But um, but yeah, apart from that, it was a it was a half chicken. It was okay. If you like yeah, the Purge movies, you'll enjoy this one. Mm. I was gonna say, what's funny is that the only two movies I've seen um, people in the US go to Mexico is one during climate change. This is um, I think it was twenty twelve, or was it day? I mean, it was twenty twelve, the day after tomorrow where everyone travels south to the Mexican, bo- Mexican border so that they can escape uh, the also the freezing cold temperatures. And the other one was the uh, Forever Purge. I just thought it was funny. The only time that I do that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. Mark, um, do, you want, do you want to quickly just talk about the first Purge and what you thought of that one? Because that's probably my also, favorite Purge movie. Yeah, so the first Purge movie, um, I think it was good. Um, I still think the concept's absolutely stupid. Um, it was it was so easy to see where it was going to lead down to. I mean, this down this rabbit hole of people, um, <clears throat> of people, um, and obviously doing it for money. Um, yeah, I, I mean, again, I, I, I so with the purge, right, like I said in the group chat, right, I love to hate watch this <laughs> mm. just because there's things with concepts. But okay, so I like the first purge. The reason why I like the first purge is because you got to see the conception of the purge. Um, you understood the reason for it. It wasn't just a case of pacifying, um, uh, pacifying everyone in society to, um, you know, get get out crime out of the system or, or whatever for at least a year or whatnot. Yeah. Um. It was more to do with the social economics of it all. So things like um, we're going to purge um, to, you know, get rid of homelessness. So we're expecting homeless people to die. We're expecting um, working class people to die. Um, and the reason behind it was so that, like I said, social economics. So one of the reasons was that, so instead of raising taxes, taxes for the wealthy, it was so that uh, so, so that basically there'll be more jobs in inverted commas for pe- for people on the lower um, scale society, um, whilst getting rid of things that we obviously cost government money, like getting homelessness. Homelessness is a big problem in the US. So I thought that was very interesting. Um, but that's not the only thing that was interesting for me because when it came to that psychologist that was run that was run this experiment alongside him, I was thinking, okay, this you you are one of two things. You are either someone who is woefully ignorant about the potential for this experiment that you have decided to uh, to uh, conduct, right? You might think to yourself, oh, this is a great way of getting people to, you know, get all, get out all their aggression and blah, blah, so it could be functioning people in society and not commit crimes, blah, blah. Or you could be someone who generally knows that it's going to go sideways and you're just in it for the long haul and you don't care what happens because you're getting paid like millions of dollars to do this. I understand that. She ended up being the the the, form, the um, former, which is just an, a, a wealthy, ignorant person thinking that the purge is going to go anything uh, but south. Do you know what I mean? So when she started getting all... Um, uh, when she started sort of second-guessing the experiments and whatnot, seeing that the... NFFA um, agent was now sort of paying mercenaries to go into. I can't remember. I can't remember um, what what island they were. I don't know it was Long Island or. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like it was. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, sending mercenaries in there just to cause mayhem to actually start killing people because everyone was just there partying and whatnot. There weren't too many murder cells going on. Yeah. You had the, everyone was kind of just chilling and just like, you know, taking drugs and yeah. Yeah, 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 I mean, also you had some. You had the gang, you had the gang stuff that happened. That was, that's fine. It's, it's gang shit. It's, yeah. it's gonna, it's gonna go down. That's like, a you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't a mass scale. It was only when the mercenaries came in and then started killing people indiscriminately that mm. it became a problem. Um, I could see sort of the road is going down. So I'm still giving it a half chicken, but I did enjoy it. I enjoyed the movie a lot more. Um, but. I, for the life of me, don't understand why. I, oh, sorry. Before I continue with that point, I was just going to say that you can tell that people did, that wanted to do the experiment were doing it because they were, again, down the lower scale of uh, of, um, of the social economic ladder. As in, these are people who were again working class, um, homeless, or whatnot, and they were told that if they did this experiment, they would have paid. They would have been paid like or something like five k for it, right? Five k mm. for for either who would do that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Some people don't make that in in say th- three or four months even mm. five months even a year even so jimmy 5k goes a long way for them yeah. for one night of being involved in the post so you can see why people did it um but yeah some things that have become very very stupid for example you know you're you know you know you've been told that on this island um there'll be rapes kill ki- uh, killings x y z right so why for life of me do you, do you decide to go there not carrying some sort of weapon around you or not trying to find weapons and whatnot around you um, and think that, you know, it's a party and it's all going to be hunky-dory and blah, blah. Yay, we survived a night of the supposed, the supposed purge and whatnot. Everything didn't go south. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was an enjoyable watch. Um, the one guy that you point out now, the the black guy who... Yelan, the, no, he should have been Blade. Guy. Bruv, he was he was sick. <laughs> is he, is he, was he sick. is he not the perfect guy to play Blade? I would say perfect, but he's I I definitely give him a shot at being Blade. He's he, I would he's, not mind him being Blade. He, he, he's young enough that he could play Blade for like easily the next ten to twenty years if he wanted to. He's already like shown his action chop share. He's got the charisma. He's got the bad arseness about him. Like. I know Mahashala Ali is like a great actor and stuff, yeah. But dude's like fifty six, yeah. Like he's he's. I know black don't crack here, yeah, but he's gonna start aging. I would like a blade, yeah, that is is old enough to hang around with the current Avengers, yeah. But young enough that when the um young Avengers age up, because yeah, he's obviously a vampire, he can basically live ever. He can still chill, chill with them, and it won't be like such like why is this old guy hanging off? He's still gonna look like in his thirties. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And I hear you. Like, like, uh, don't get twisted. This is the. I think this might be the. Oh, no, I think I might have seen him in um. Ah, uh, for that other show that uh it's it's another it's another show. It's a Ray. I think he's in. Um. Ah, oh, what the hell is it? Ah, oh, I'll look it up and I'll find out what it's called. But um, like everything I've seen him, yeah. For me, he just screams like Blade in it. Like, and again, it would fit with like. Marvels, where they get these like actors who aren't exactly big time, but are are kind of known. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he fits in quite nicely in that realm. Um, I think it was in, in, in insecure <coughs> as well. So like, mm-hmm. I just think he he he's already shown in that movie. Yeah, what you would get if you potentially cast him as Blade in it. 
Like, no disrespect to Mahashal Ali, but I just feel like he's a bit old. And I don't know if I can buy him being super badass, isn't it? Obviously, yes, I haven't seen um, uh, Luke Cage when he played, um, I forgot the guy that he played. Um, T, you know the guy he played. Is T even here? Yes, yeah, Cotton, Cotton, Cotton Mouth, that's it. I know you said that he was a bad, oh, yeah. he, he's a badass when he played Cotton Mouth. Um, yeah. But I haven't seen that, innit? Um, and, uh, yeah, man, you learn know, is my choice for Blade, and I think he would he, he would work just a little bit better. Um, but, you know, as always, I'm going to trust in Kevin Feige. He's not really done no wrong. So maybe this will work out just fine. Um, all right, Martin, what have you been up to? And then we'll get into the Boy, news. let me get me get my list out because I've been doing a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, so I'll start off with the game I had on uh, Sunday. I had an American football game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the second leg of our um, of playing against um, what's it called London Blitz. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was an alright game. Um, we did draw fourteen all. Yeah, um, sucks. And honestly, without uh, again, there's a podcast. This is a podcast that goes out. So obviously, if anyone's there watching and blah blah, then they might they might know my voice. They might know me. Yeah. But basically, there's some things that we need to work out on the team, which is fine. I think defensively we're good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think um, uh, the off- the offense has so much firepower, but uh, we're just misfiring at times. Yeah. So. Um, you know, once once the offense works or once we as a team work on those little things here and there, then yeah, we should be good to go. Um, for me, I treated the game as a loss because um, with Stallions, we have a very good record of only losing by about um, only to to one score or put, allowing one score on us. Yeah. Um, but in this case, obviously, we allowed two scores on us. So I I, I personally took, took it to heart. I said, yeah, we lost because we allowed that to happen. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't it wasn't a good touch. All right, it was a good touch though. It says that we played well. Half of the defense played the wrong coverage. Yeah. In in uh, on our goal line. Yeah. So the QB, um, kudos to him, took advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we ended up uh, we ended up conceding uh, two two scores, unfortunately. Mm. Um. Yeah, but, you know, we move on. We love our mistakes. We move on. So next game, it should be good. Um, next game is against Oxford Saints, and that is this coming Sunday. Yeah. Um, so I've watched The Walking Dead as well. Um, I watched it um, quite a few years ago, but I think I stopped on, I think, season five or six, mm-hmm. um, purely because I just, you know, fallen off of it. But now it's on um, Disney Stars. Mm-hmm. So... I watched it. So I finished um, season two of it and yeah, it was a good show, but I do know somewhere along the line it dips and then we meet Negan again in like season four or five, wherever it is, and it goes up again. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, with my girlfriend, I've been watching the MCU films based like from the timeline. So all the way from Captain America, the first Avenger to now Captain America, Winter Soldier. So you have all the movies in between like four, Thor 2, um, um, I think Thor Ragnarok comes afterwards or something like that. But yeah, Iron Man 1, 2, 3, all that stuff. Um, so I've, I've been keeping up with the trade of trying to watch the, the timeline because, you know, we have so much now that's come out. Um, 
especially with uh, with the Loki series and One Division and uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. So just try to watch everything in order, mm. getting ready for the next um, movie to come out. Yeah. Um, watch the Resident Evil uh, Vendetta. Mm. Um, another, I mean, good Resident Evil um, um, animated movie. Um, finished season two of B Stars, which we'll talk about later on. Um, let's, you know, let's, let's talk about it now. Let's talk about it now because I I haven't finished it. Um, mm. I've just been kind of busy and kind of just doing other shit. Um, yeah. What 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 are your thoughts on this on on this season and what's your rating? All right. So reading the manga arc of this, I actually wanted to see it's animated because um, you see Legoshi go through a bit of um, um, a mental transformation, if mm. you will, as he's he's starting to become more sure of himself in terms of what he wants to be as a wolf mm. surrounded by both. Um, by both carnivores and herbivores. Mm-hmm. Um, you still see him sort of still being timid with his relationship with, um, uh, I, can't, I can't remember her name, but the, but the um, uh, rabbit. I forgot her name as well, you know. That's so yeah. bad. <laughs> I know. Uh, I think it's about H, so it's still going to pop in my head eventually. How? Um, how? I'm pretty sure her name was How. How? Uh, we'll go with How for now. <laughs> yeah. Um, you also see... Um, also, in a school, there is still this air of, you know, who is the person that killed Tem still going around. So mm-hmm. you still have um, carnivores or herbivores a bit on edge of each other. Yeah. Um, um, there's even there's even an incident that happens, but you'll you'll see that later on in the in a TV, in a series. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I was waiting for this to get um, to get animated. Um, it's definitely a three piece for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you won't see too much character. You won't see too much development in terms of, of their relationships. Um, but like I said, well, actually, to tell a lie, you do see a, a, a nice, uh, great relationship between um, um, Legoshi and uh, Rui. Um, mm-hmm. I'll say no more there. But honestly, it's a, it's a good watch. Um, now that characters have been established, I'm sure people enjoy it a bit more than than season one because season one is all about you know character development, sort yeah. of building this world around you. Now it's um, great war, nitty gritty stuff. Um, so you see a bit of the underworld. You see a bit of how people are still reacting to what happened with Tem. Um, so yeah, I think I still think it's a very good watch, and that's why I give it three P's. Nice. Yeah, man. Like, like, like I said, I am looking forward. Like, I rewatched season one in anticipation for season two. Uh, I watched the first two episodes. Like, what rewatched season one yet? Yeah, this anime is actually messed up, you know. Like, it's actually a proper like it dark is. and it twisted is. anime. Like, when you deep it and you, you like, I remember watching. It, I remember, ah, oh, this was such a really good anime. And then rewatching, just like mm. and remembering what was gonna happen next and the certain elements to it. I was like, man, this is like this is kind of fucked up, man. Like. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm glad season two is cool. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going on with um, uh, Louis, and you know he's now part of the, like the Lion Crew and how yeah. that goes down. Like I've I've literally just seen him eat meat, and I was, that made me laugh. I was like, okay, like he's a herb before eating meat. That's you know that's gonna start like affecting his yeah. personality and his you know appetite and stuff like that. Um, and I want to see if uh, Haru and Lu- and and Legoshi finally have sex or not. If she, you know, because <laughs> it, that that they like it was such a weird thing when like end of episode I think end of episode two when she stripped mm. from it. I was like, holy shit, what's going on here? 
Um, so yeah, I wanna. I'm intrigued to see how that continues. Um, mm. Yeah, come. All right, you can continue with your list. Um, I've watched the the Dungeon of the Black uh, Company episode two. So, oh, it should be episode three now. I think. Mm. Um. So, um, like I said before, the Dungeon of the Black uh, Company is about this man who you know lived in our world, and um, it's it's a guy. So, um, he dies, gets resurrected in um in this world, um. And he's a bit, he was a bit, he was, he was basically lazy in his, his previous life, as in he managed to find this. Um, he was doing like, she was trading stocks and whatnot, right? So he had to, um, get a really good deal on this company. Um, he put all his money, all his savings into it. He ended up becoming super rich and just lived a lavish lifestyle where he didn't have to work. Mm-hmm. So he's basically trying to do the same for this, uh, for this world, albeit with a bit more, um, hard work now because he starts off as a slave that has to that has to mine for the company mm. um so this is now him <laughs> in this episode he manages right to convince a bunch of worker ants to rep to rebel against the queen mm-hmm. and we all know the adage that both ants and bees are are creatures of on the planet that have constantly worked out through their entire life. I said, everyone has a role and just do their role to the diet, right? Yeah. And seeing this episode was absolutely hilarious. Um, so I recommend everyone uh, jumps on this, onto this um, anime, especially if you just want a bit of a laugh, you know, just, yeah, don't, you'd have to think about anything. You have to think about how the story is going to progress. You just want to sit down, watch it and see what stupid crap he gets up to. All right, um, cool. Um, so I watched episode three of the Honor Students and Magic High School. So this is the, um series after um the uh it's the irregular at magic high school so this is seen through the sister's eyes or the or the vengeance seen through the sister's eyes and also the more of the female characters than the male, male characters mm-hmm. but i still got some very good bits in there um it doesn't take anything away from um from the original series in fact it does parallel a lot of things that you still see um um, you know, the brother-sister duo in action at times. You still see them together um, creeping out everyone else with how close they are as siblings and still being lovers and whatnot. So all those elements are still there. Um, so if everyone wants to sort of like on the fence of watching it, but you enjoyed the Irregular Magic High School, mm-hmm. jump ahead and watch this one as well. Um, Say the name so of this one again. The Honor Students at Magic High School. Cool. Yeah. Um, so Eden Zero episode fourteen. That time ago incarnated as a slime. Season two episode two. Ah uh, um, yes, I was waiting for you to. I, I talked about this earlier, but you weren't here. Uh, I, I've jumped back on this one, and I am mm-hmm. loving it. Um, I'm gonna keep watching it week mm-hmm. to week, and then when good, the good, season good. is done, I'll like give you an overrate and stuff. All right, all right. Yeah, again, um, read the manga for this. Because in fact, I don't think this season is too far off the manga at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to be another year, or, um, year, year and a bit um, break before they bring on season three. If they just still uh, continue the series, yeah. Um, you get some very good fights in there. You get some very good storytelling in there. So, um, yeah, keep on watching this. Keep watching the series. <laughs> mm. um, Sukimichi uh, Moonlight Fantasy. Um, episode two um 
Spirit Chronicles episode three. Spirit Chronicles is the one where um where um a teenager gets killed in a, a train accident and is then transported into the body of a ten year old. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's, it's, it's another isekai where, in this case, the boy still retains all his memories, but he also has memories of I think his name was um, Haruto, mm-hmm. um, the man, the, the the teenager that died. So he knows martial arts because of that. Um, he knows how to think a, a little differently or how to apply himself a little differently than other people from that world. Yeah. Um, yeah. The boy being, um, uh, I think the boy's name is Rio. So Rio in the isekai world. Um, you know, because he's of very, very low birth, they, they have nobles, uh, princesses, kings, queens like that. So because of his low status, um, he's often bullied um, at the school, but it does contain a lot of um, uh, gifts. So it sort of puts him on, on, on at odds with the male students, especially. Um, but yeah, um, it's a good, it's, a, it's another good series to uh, continue watching. Um, Nighthead uh, 2041. So Knight's Head is a new one that came out, I think, two weeks ago. Um, this is one set in a world where any form of religion or anything, any reference to the supernatural is banned. Um, so you have two brothers that work for, um, um, that work for the, the task force tasked with stopping people or, or um, arrest the people that do practice anything to do with supernatural. Um, even in the first episode, it talks about um, any worship of the Buddha, of the Buddha, any reading of the Bible, blah 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 blah, is illegal. Um, however, the first case that they take on, or the, or the first sort of event that takes place, is actually to do with um, them seeing. What looks to be a poltergeist, mm-hmm. but at first they don't know they don't know it's a it's a poltergeist at all or some sort of um mm-hmm. um a psychic projection. So it's very hard for them to explain what happens. You have you have um cameras that shut down because of it or whatnot. Um, um and this happens at the course of where they try to fight try to uh, capture a group of people who are obviously breaking the law in that in that regard. Um but you have people who actually do have psychic powers in this series. So it's very interesting to see where this goes. Um, it's a bit like if everyone's watched, um, oh, is it Psycho? Um, oh, damn it. There's a, there's a, I mean, that's similar to this one. Um, well, Psycho Pass. Psycho Pass, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. So it's a bit like Psycho Pass in the sense that, in the sense that um, it's sort of, it's sort of that, that crime mystery um, type feel to it. Um, only in this case, it's not predicting people's um, um, sort of people committing crimes. It's actually stopping people from you know worshiping um, anything that's supernatural. But it's still got that feel to it. So if you if you enjoy psychopaths, I think you enjoy, enjoy this. It's it's a bit more um, um, sci-fi um, in a sense, but it's, it's still worth a good watch. Yeah. Um, so I've finished watching Daylife of the Immortal King season one on Netflix. Um, this is a Chinese anime. Um, mm. It's so it just it's just about a boy who's just super OP, um, a bit like if it was seen uh, Psyche 
Psychic K or Psychic K, however you pronounce that. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like that where it's a young kid who's super OP, but actually has to um, sort of hold back his powers as he's in school. He's supposed to live a normal life where, you know, he doesn't, too, he doesn't want to do too well that people, um, that all the decisions on him, he, also do, he doesn't want to do too badly because he doesn't want to end up failing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very interesting one. Um, very Super easy to watch. You could probably watch it in, in two days. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we'll watch that as well. Um, How a Realist Rebuilt the Kingdom, episode three, another good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, This series so far, I'm giving... Um, Oh, I'll probably give it a whole chicken just because of how everything everything is so sort of practical, smart. Um, even though um the main character is taken from our current world to um a magical world, he's still applying real life things into into that world. For example, um there's uh elves in the forest who have a crisis where all the trees are thinning and he talks about have you have you ever heard of um um oh i can't i can't remember the specific word he used but it's basically what you do is you fell big trees so that the smaller ones can grow and they'll grow bigger strong because the big trees aren't um blocking the sunlight from from them so they're able to you know absorb as much sunlight as they need um the, the big trees are growing will have huge roots, which means that actually there's more um, nutrients for those for the smaller plants, for the younger plants to absorb that kind of thing. Yeah, it's all very practical sense. things that these people in this world don't know about. Mm. Um, another one, another one's him talk about the economics of say cot- cot- cotton, for example, as in cotton that's used to make clothes, where he says that okay, um, people find that there's this big business to be made from cotton because. Um, it, it brings a lot of money and no other countries have to produce this. But mm-hmm. what happens when other countries are able to produce this? We have less demand. And so all the cotton, all, all the fields that then turn from farming lands into cotton lands, mm-hmm. you can't eat the cotton, which means that it's less food for people to go around because there's now fewer farms that actually have, um, that actually farm in, in agriculture and food. Um, so he sort of like sort of try to rebalance everything like that as well. It's super interesting. Um, mm. Even him trying to get the literacy rate for everyone in the country up and things like that. Super super interesting. Um, so yeah, I think I'm probably gonna give a whole chicken um, nice. for that one. Um, last three Tokyo Revengers episode 15. Still a decent watch. Still highly recommend everyone watches it. This is the um, uh, season from last season's anime. If that makes sense. This continuation from last season's anime. Um, oh sorry, it came out in the last anime um, mm. uh, season, the Spring Slate. So that's the ongoing. Um, Decide Troll Mirai. Um, this is a new one, so episode two. Um, it's a fairly interesting um, anime series, I'd say. Um, yeah, there's a lot of action in there. Um, there's a lot of... Um, Oh, how can I say this? Basically, it's an interesting one. Um, I won't. I can't recommend it just yet because I'm still trying to figure out um where it's going. But so far, it, it looks uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, to your eternity episode fourteen. Um, yeah. So this one is, is also part of last of um last seasons, so the spring seasons um anime releases. Yeah, still go strong. Still absolutely love this. Still a four piece. Sorry, still a whole chicken. So. Yeah, banging it out like no one's business. Yeah, and that's what I've been up to uh, this week. Well, 
last week and a couple of days. Fairs, fairs. All right, so uh, we were waiting for you to talk about Star Wars because T had some questions. Um, yeah, boy. T, can you just refresh me what happened in the last episode? Because I just want to, because I don't know if I watched Friday's episode or not. Um, so this was the second part to last week's episode um, on that planet where the Empire is. Yeah, so the Empire is kind of like, in a sense, betrayed this this planet because. Oh yes, they, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and so this is the second part. The little girl's parents are like freedom fighters or something like that, and they've been yep. arrested. So in this episode, that little girl calls on the Bad Batch to come back mm-hmm. to help her rescue her parents. Yeah. 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 Hera, Hera, um, Sindula. That's it, yeah. yeah. That's the mum's name, right? No, that's that's the little girl's oh, name. Oh, that's the little girl's name, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hera Sindula. She's the one that appears in uh, Star Wars Rebels. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I still need to get to Rebels. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I like the episode. I thought it was good. Um, it was a good conclusion to this two episode arc. Um, but my my question is, mm-hmm. um, so in this episode, we have clone troopers kind of going against their orders. Uh, in particular, oh, main you asked us in the group. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go on. But. Yeah, but I, I just wanted to clarify because in the group you hadn't seen it still. Mm. So I was trying not to. Yeah, but I had things. I knew what you were going from the last episode. Like that's why I was, like, I was surprised you didn't ask about it in the last episode because you could clearly mm. see that that stormtrooper was already starting to go against orders or starting to question orders from that part one, and that's why. Uh, I, yeah, clone commander. I would say, I would say maybe he he like second guess the orders but he was still following orders in this yeah one, he was but he up. was yeah but he was also because in that first situation when he caught the girl he could have like been proper strict of her and like punished her from the get-go and he was more so like mm, i'm gonna let it slide but like make sure your daughter doesn't do it again so he was really showing that he wasn't so stringent on the rules uh i don't know I, yeah i get what you're saying but at the same time i kind of took it as like that's the daughter of like one of like of someone important on this planet. Mm. Maybe he has a history with that planet. Maybe this was where he was stationed during yeah. the Clone Wars. Yep. Um, so that I didn't take that as him not following orders. Mm-hmm. I took that as him because it's not like they said, "Oh, uh, it's not like they ordered him to kill the little girl." And he was like, "No, I won't do it." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He yeah. hadn't been ordered to do anything yet. He found her. And then, like, do you know what I mean? Kind of allowed her a bit. Mm. I was like, oh, just, just allow her. It's a little girl, do you know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. So that, he wasn't straight up disobeying orders. Whereas in this one, mm. he was straight up not only just disobeying orders, but convincing other clones mm. to throw down their weapons yeah. and, mm. and go against orders as well. But only, like, it was about 50-50. Half of them threw down their weapons and mm. the other half of the same group then arrested them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So my, my question was, these inhibitor chips, mm-hmm. like, are they strictly just to get Order 66 done? Mm-hmm. Was it like the inhibitor chip means that if you hear execute Order 66, you have to do it. Just kill the yeah. Jedi's. Yeah. Don't yeah. even question it. Yeah, or it. 
do they inhibit? So the inhibitor chips don't make them like mindless soldiers who mm. follow orders. No, but like so like Martin said in the if, group, if it doesn't if it doesn't evolve around Order sixty six, like he can't order a clone to like kill their own mum and they'll just do it. Do you know what I mean? No, unless yeah. that clone well, I mean, is proper. Don't have mums, yeah, but, but unless, you know unless I mean. that clone is a bit like um, what's his name, the sniper guy who just like bang crosshair, crosshair who just bang on it for orders and will just do it no matter what because that's what he's programmed for. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like crosshairs, crosshair. He seems like his inhibitor chip is making him follow all orders. Like it's actually made him go against his his brothers. But you, you got to remember that he's a slight mutation as well. So his sense of like rule obeying is probably different to the other um, clones. Yeah, but I don't know. Cause th- I don't know because the whole point of this group is that they do things differently. The Bad mm-hmm. Batch, they don't do things the way other clones do it. Yeah. They don't really like follow a chain of command like they do but they don't like they're yeah. kind of rogues yeah. in a sense so, but so I, and I, I always took it I always took it as even though like in the beginning of the season Hunter and Crosshair kind of butted heads a bit mm-hmm. I still yeah, got yeah. the sense that Crosshair's loyalty as with all the members of the Bad Batch are to the Bad Batch yeah like they are loyal to one another they're brothers and so for him to just turn on all of them like not just turn on them like all right yeah let's arrest them he's going to kill them do you know what i mean and he's not even like he's he's pleading with his commanders like i get that they've gone against the empire but don't kill them like we can bring them in and we can convict he's not even trying to resolve this in a way where his brothers aren't going to get murdered he's just straight up like yeah good soldiers i I, I, I must headshot you you know what i mean this is like uh crosshair's like true nature in it what's that thing where it's like if you wear it or you use it it just enhances what you really are ah oh, what uh, alcohol the mask <laughs> nah, no, no it was like the mask is, is that for the mask i um, feel like saying yeah else. that yeah that's what the master the mask the symbiote yeah i think about the symbiote suit yeah but i there's just something like, else as well that's like that yeah, I'm just trying mm. to think what that is. It's probably the thing that I, the last thing that I'm thinking of, that is what I'm talking yeah. about. It, like, it, oh, um, that's it. It's the su- Super Soldier Serum. That's the one. That's yeah. the oh, one. Right. That's the one I'm thinking of. So I think like with yeah. Crosshair, like them activating the inhibitor chip in him was just kind of just enhanced what was already there. That this this like sly evilness and sly, you know, um, you know, I want to but- kill and I want to follow orders. But Omega kept saying to him, it's not your fault what's happening. And that implied yeah. to me mm. that he was only following these orders because of the inhibitor chip. It's not actually him wanting to do these things. Well, like, if, the he, first if he's going to have any kind of redemption arc, it needs mm. to come out that he was essentially like Winter Soldier. Like he was doing these things, but it wasn't from his own choice. Do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you remember from um I thought it was the first episode, second first or second episode, where um after Tarkin visited the station on um um oh damn it, Camino, mm. he had gone through extra steps um with Crosshair because Crosshair was had his um inhibitor chip enhanced, so it was even more difficult for him to disobey orders, which is why he's so I guess gone ho about killing um, the bad batch because he's seen them as traitors. So mm. 
with the inhibitor chips, the inhibitor chips were to make all Jedi essentially, well, to the clones or appear to the clones, um, as a to make all Jedi appear to the clones as traitors to the Republic, right? Um, the Republic under Palpatine, which is why they killed um, the Jedi with such impunity. And when you do further reading of what the inhibitor chips did, it's almost like the uh, clones forgot everything that happened between them and the Jedi. You know, the Jedi have been on them all, been with them on every battlefront, you know, taking bullets for them sometimes, protecting them on the X, Y, and Z, you know, sharing real uh, camaraderie. The hipsters almost made them forget about that, in a sense. So it became yeah. almost like a, like a mist. Like, you know, when you, you haven't seen someone ages and you sort of, you can see, you try, try, you try and make out their face, but you just see like a mist over them. It was basically like that for the clones, um, which is why they were able to um, follow Order 66 so, um, well, perfectly. When it came, well, I say I say all of them, but the majority of clones, because you did have ARC troopers who were more, who were less susceptible to the inhibitor chips. Um, so what the inhibitor chips also do is that they basically bolster the, uh, I don't want to say bolster the sort of chain of command, but essentially, um, depending on how um, enhanced they are, it makes clones sort of, obey the chain of command to a certain extent if that makes sense. So for normal clones who didn't have their inhibitor, inhibitor chips um, enhanced, they're still able to follow orders as normal but still question certain things because their order was specifically for Order 66 and because they're still loyal to Republic or now to the Empire under Palpatine, they still follow orders because they obey the chain of command as mm -hmm. is. Whereas with clones like um, Commander Hauser, for example, um, I think Hauser is an ARC trooper. He mm. is able to have some sort, of, some form of resistance to the inhibitor chip. Mm -hmm. So for him, he can now question certain things. As we saw, he was able to follow commands until there was obviously a command given that he didn't agree with, um, even to the extent where he saw where that bullet fire came from um, when the... Um, oh, I, can't, I can't remember his name on top of the head, but when the leader of Ryloth was killed, and he said, "Sir, that wasn't them that killed that that you know that killed uh, that killed the leader. It mm. was that, that shot came from somewhere else." Yeah, you know what I mean. So you already know that he's not following the program because he knows what he saw, and it's not as if that's something against his program. But he's like he is trained to sort of see things differently and not just blindly follow orders as as should be for Arc Trooper. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why you can now see Hauser actually started to disobey certain commands and things like that. Um, so even things like um, in the Clone Wars series, you've actually seen the clones turn on a Jedi commander, um, Prong Grell, who actually became a dark Jedi and was forcing clones to, um, or putting uh, the clones into certain traps where the, um, two battalions of clones be fighting against each other, two squads of clones be fighting against each other, later on in the battle realizing that they're not enemy uh, troops or um, at that point, I think it was droids dressed up as clones. So it was actually clone versus clones. So um, when they saw that happened, um, some of them turned on Prong Krell, who was later captured by, I think even killed by um, by a couple of the clones. So um, it goes to show that basically clones can disobey their orders. It just depends on whether they're ARC troopers, because obviously ARC troopers have, um, are less susceptible to... Uh, the inhibitor chips. But yeah, I mean, very, very valid uh, question.
Mm. Yeah, no, it just, it just made me it just made me wonder when I was watching the episode because it maybe I've misunderstood the inhibitor chips and how effective they are. Do you know what I mean? Maybe yeah, like you said, the the arc like because I said I haven't finished Clone Wars, I still need to get around mm. to finishing that, and I need to see how Rex kind of handles Order sixty six. I'm I yeah. can't wait. I'm, I'm yeah, looking forward to you that. You kind of need to see how that kind of pans out to kind of see. And then you'll have like a great understanding of how it works with our stormtroopers as well. Because mm. yeah, it's 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 very cool. I'm surprised you haven't finished that yet. Like I I watched that like in like a day. I feel there's so m- no nah, because I'm going through the whole season. I'm, oh, I'm in season okay, four okay. now. Still, oh, no, no, no. I went I went straight to the last season. I watched that. I kind of mm. see bits of like all the other seasons. I mm. can't really remember exactly where I dropped off, so I just wasn't gonna go through and watch the whole thing all over again. Um, I want to get back to the original um, hand-drawn one as well, the Samurai Jack-looking one. That's on oh, Disney yeah. Plus as well now. That, yeah. one, that was a good one too. That mm. one's definitely a good one, yeah. I, in fact, I rewatched that as well when it um, came out because you see, you actually see fights between, say, Miss Mace Windu and General Grievous, mm-hmm. um, which is actually canon because it explains why General Grievous in Re- Revenge of the Sith has that cough. Yeah, why he breathes like that. Yeah. Yeah, why he, exactly. his chest so, so is that still, is that canon then still? It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of. Oh, that's it. Because yeah. I, I like the episode as well with, um, I can't remember his name, is that that old looking white guy with like the cone head and he's got like a group of Padawans with him and General Grievous is coming for them and just like takes Kai, them out, boy. Kai Adimundi, that's probably it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah so yeah, so I want to get back to that as well. But yeah, no, this, yeah. this episode of Bad Batch was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll give um, this episode a free, a free piece. Like, again, yeah, like, I so, feel like the last maybe three or four episodes, Bad Batch has like gotten back on job in it. And um, mm. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, you know what I mean, I, I'd give this a three piece as well. And the reason why I'm enjoying it is because, I mean, not every episode in the Bad Batch needs to be about a Bad Batch, as we saw in episode eleven, right? Yeah. But it's just nice to finally see some sort of progression in the story in terms of what's happening around them um, mm-hmm. during the early days of the Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's that's what that's what interests me more than you know the little missions here and there. But I know somewhere along the line, it's all going to make sense as to why it is that. They're going on these random missions and yeah. and whatnot, yeah. So you like it, like you said, Nana. I and I do agree with you that this is a return to uh, form, like we saw in episode one, episode one and two. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I, I agree. All right, cool. T, take the lead on Loki. Oh shit! Um, oh shit! Oh shit! We're not going to talk that mm-hmm. long about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, so Loki, season finale, um, in my opinion, was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I love the fact that after all this build-up, the majority of the final episode was just three people in a room, sitting in chairs at a desk, just talking, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, and, and just what they were discussing was just so, um, what's the word, uh, captivating, I guess, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, it, it, it was definitely a good episode. Um, we, we got some answers to who's behind the TVA. Well, we got the answer as to who's behind the TVA, mm-hmm. but it opened up a whole bunch of more questions as well at the same time. Um, I feel like the reveal was done really well mm-hmm. um, as to who was behind the TVA. Mm-hmm. And they have introduced a major villain into the MCU 
without yeah. actually introducing him, if yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. We, we got a variant of the villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we was all burnt by WandaVision and the whole Mephisto thing. And no one wanted to... No one wanted to die on that hill again. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> no one, every, even though everyone knew it was going to be Kang, no one wanted to admit it. Everyone was like, no, no it's going gonna, it's gonna to be King Loki. Of course, Loki's behind this. Oh, it's going to be this guy. It's going to be that guy. Yeah. But of course, as as it was destined to be, it was it was... Not Kang, but what, like you say, one of his variants, mm. uh, which is straight out of the comics. I mean, mm-hmm. in the comics, Kang even has, I think it's the Council of Kangs. Yeah. So there are so many different versions of Kangs from different timelines. And I think they executed this finale perfectly. I don't think a single thing could have been done better. Mm-hmm. This is a whole whole chicken episode for me. Mm-hmm. It finished the season in a in a big way. Um, we even had like a, a Planet of the Apes kind of twist ending yeah. when he goes back to the TVA and um, he's in like, a different timeline he's in a different time well here's the thing yeah is he is he in a different timeline now or have they has Kang changed the rules of time travel do you know what I mean because I think as, as Endgame has established, mm-hmm. if you go back in time and change something, mm-hmm. it doesn't change your timeline. It doesn't change your present. Yeah. It, it just creates a new timeline. However, throughout the series, I was always under the impression that the TVA was separate from the timeline. It yeah. was like its own thing. So now that we have all these branched, well, a multiverse of madness, like that, that scene of the timeline breaking up and at first, it's just like branches coming off here and there, and then those oh, branches have mad. branches, it and then branches mad. on branches, and then it was just like a fucked up, like fuck me, mate, like it, it, and it happened so quickly, like it, so quickly. shit it, escalated so no quick. Mm. Yeah, man. So that that's a nice setup for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Not only Spider-Man. just that, just everything, like everything is now open. You have. You have a universe that you can just bring everything into. You can now bring in a Sony verse. You can now bring in X Men. You can now bring in mm-hmm. like pretty much whatever the fuck you want. You can bring in the de- um, what, the the, de- the what if series, the what if series, the Daredevil, everything. That's what I think is cool as well about the, about this version of the what if series is that this is um is it, it, it's I mean it's canon in a sense that it ties in with what's happening in the bigger stories. So the multiverse of madness has just been like the multiverse has just been restored. And the next thing we're getting in terms of Disney plus shows is the what if series. So it's saying like, because in the comics, the what if series was just one off random event, like things like, Oh, what if mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Wolverine had dildos instead of claws or something. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? not, obviously not that, but just, just different things. Whereas with this, it's like it actually fits in with the story of what's happening. Yeah. This is just going to show us all these other timelines now and all these different variants and different Nexus events like like um, Killmonger saving Tony Stark mm. it could be the Nexus event of that timeline. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. obviously it's going to change a lot. Like if there's no Iron Man, there's there's a lot 
of things that therefore don't exist. Yeah. yeah. But um T'Challa becoming Star Lord, um Spider Man yeah. fighting against I think it was Wonder. Wonder, or, yeah. Um yeah, so so many more things that happen. Like even even the zombies, we saw the zombies in mm. the trailer. Mm. Um yeah, so, yeah, man. It's it's really cool. I love how everything's tying together. Mm. I mean, even even in this episode at the beginning, um, when you when it's like you have all those different like quotes and stuff from past Marvel movies, mm. and then like you're coming out of the the galaxy and the universe, and you come out of this one black hole, and then you see next to it there's like another black hole which we go into, and then you hear more quotes. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think one of the final quotes that we hear is vision visions quote from wonder vision saying something about grief is love persevering yeah. so it's pretty cool that not only are they referencing the movies but they're also referencing other shows now mm. do you know what i mean and it's like all all linked in together i thought that was really cool yeah um but yeah like i said for me i've got more to say but i'm gonna leave it there for now i'll let you guys talk for a bit for me it's a whole chicken episode i i want to be the debbie i want to be the debbie downer yeah i I haven't loved this series. Like, it's been cool. It's been all right, but I've never been like just amazed at what's going on. I'm just, I've always been like, okay, yeah, cool. Like, it's all right, but you know, I'm not like jumping off my seat. I'm not, you know, nothing's really shocking me, and it's a shame because like the other two series just did that for me. Like, there was either a moment where I was like, holy shit, or there's a moment where I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Like. When it got down to like the branching universe, I was like, "Oh yeah, that you know that makes sense. Like that's what we're going into next. Like it's been it's been teased so much, yeah. Like I was just like, oh yeah, cool. All right, I'm glad that's been confirmed now. Like it was never anything like super surprising. And even like even when she sent him back, I, in my head I was like, I bet she sent him back to a time where he's not gonna be recognized. And when that happened, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like this is a different world where Kang." you know hasn't been hiding that he's in charge of the tva and yeah but but he he didn't even get recognized as a loki you know what i mean it's not even like morbius just didn't recognize him as like a friend or someone mm. they they've just had shared experiences with mm. he didn't even recognize him at all he didn't he wasn't even like well why is there some random loki running around in mm. a tva costume he just straight up didn't recognize him so what does that mean for this timeline like has has kang fully like wiped out Loki's from this timeline mm-hmm. is like, is Loki that much of a threat to his plan? Cause clearly Loki's ha- uh, have, have some kind of, I don't know, Nexus power within the timelines because there was a lot of Loki's pruned into yeah. that, into that world. Yeah. Um, so maybe Kang is threatened by the existence of a Loki. Because mm, the existence this timeline, of the, the, well, it, it's shown that the, the existence of a Loki creates the branches, which creates the multiple Kangs, which creates one of the evil Kangs. Mm. But then that doesn't explain why Mobius wouldn't even recognize him as a Loki. No, I think it, I think it does because um, it, it it very well could be uh, a version of um, the TVA where they didn't need to have a Loki there. That makes sense. A Loki was on the radar because of the version of events that unfolded. Mm. He's not a threat because the 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 the, the multiverses are are expanding. Again, we will yeah, like, but 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 then at the same time, again, I guess we'll find out in season two. That that mm, was yeah. nice as well. The end credits confirmed we're getting a season two. Yeah. No, no Disney Plus show so far has been 
given a season two. Mm. So now the only thing I'll say is that where does the season two take place? Does it take place I, after Multiverse and Spider Man and Shang Chi and all that, or is it before? Well, if it's anything like the first season, it's going to take place before, during, and after. Okay, okay that's fair. Time yeah. travels. Time travel. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in terms of release, I think it's going to come out just before Quantumania. Mm. Um, I think it would make sense. Because the the way the show ended, it's like it set up the multiverse of madness. So let Doctor Strange deal with that. Let Spider Man have the Spider Verse. Do you know what I mean? But then before we get to because because all this time we still we we still won't get Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. We might get other variants. We might get like because um, I mean in this one they they refer to him as He Who Remains, mm-hmm. who is a different character in the comics. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he has the like the costume and the kind of kind of story, uh, uh, yeah. As um, as Immortus, who is a, a different version of Kang, um, in the comics, uh, he who remains is like the last existing, like living sentient being in in the timeline. Mm. He creates the timekeepers. They're not just robots; they are like actual living things. Mm and sends them back to the dawn of time, the, the, the three timekeepers, they then recruit Kang mm. to help them protect the timeline. Yeah. And in doing so, Kang then becomes Immortus because I yep. think they, they then give him immortality or they're like, we, like, if you help us maintain the timeline, we can give you like everlasting life or something like that. So he becomes Immortus. Um, he is originally that um, he who remains in this episode uh, references the fact that he was originally a 31st century scientist uh, that discovered like time travel and all these timelines and stuff. And at the same time that he was discovering it, all his other variants were as well in discovering the same thing in their timelines. Now, this is the story of Nathaniel Richards, who becomes Kang. Uh, it's just another another one of his names. Again, as as he says in this episode, he goes by many names, um, and that was a nice little hint reference there when when he said, oh, "I've I've been known as this as as this a thing conqueror. as a conqueror." Yeah. So I thought that was a nice Kang little conqueror. name name yeah. drop there, yeah, for yeah. Kang the Conqueror. Um, but he's also been he's also had the name Rama Tut. Uh, yes, he went back he to went ancient back in time. Yeah. Egyptian times, yeah, and became a pharaoh. So we could get many different um, variants pop up, but we we won't be getting Kang the Conqueror until Quantum Mania, um, yeah. which so makes me think my, season two of Loki mm. will come out just before Quantum um, Mania. What I want to see is I want to see in the next couple of movies leading up to Quantum Mania is that we just every villain is a Kang villain, but it's just like a variation, but that's. Sh- um, as they defeat each one, the next one is slightly more evil, slightly more powerful than the last one. Until we get to Quantumania, um, that's been like I don't, I don't, I don't think every movie needs it. Like Black Panther doesn't need the Kang. Do you know what I mean? But I, I reckon a number of them will. Like I said, like Spider Man into the um, No Way Home mm. will probably reference either the event that caused the multiverse mm-hmm. like, i don't think i think what's cool about this is is that if you've seen loki mm-hmm. you've wi- you've witnessed this event 
Whereas if you haven't seen it and you just go into Doctor Strange, I think they're going to be like, oh, something has happened and the multiverse has been restored. And do you know what I mean? They're not going to know quite what caused it. Mm -hmm. But obviously us as an audience are going to know what happened. Yeah. But but he's not going to know it was Loki involved in this. Do you know what I mean? But it might come out during the film because apparently Loki is going to be in this movie as well yeah. as Wanda. Um, Multiverse of Madness was actually written by the same guy that wrote the Loki show. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely going to be a lot of connections there. Um, but yeah, apart from like Spider-Man maybe having a version of Kang as a villain, um, Doctor Strange might have a version of Kang. I, I don't think he's going to pop up a lot. I think it would it would be overkill and it would kind of dilute. I get what you're saying. Like each time he could be worse and worse and worse. Mm. But at the same time, I think if every movie has the same actor portraying the same character in a sense. Well, no, it will be a variation because it will be a different style of Kang. And I, and I feel like with his the actor's range, like mm. it would be cool to see him play a different the same character but differently like mm. you know one could be a little bit more stoic one could be a, like you know almost in the vein of joker one could be more um yeah do you know what i mean no i, I definitely go with saying and i agree I, I just don't think every movie needs it what i think would be better like not better, there's only three what, movies what i think huh well there's only technically three movies there's the multiverse of madness spider-man and then quantumania no, we've got other movies. We've got Eternals coming out. Yeah, but that's... We've got... It, it, as far as I'm aware, Etern Eternals is looking like it's set, like, in the past, in a sense. Again, I think it spans a, a wide time mm. period. I think it... But then that could also be period. why the Eternals come and and start to interfere because of the multiverse. That's true. That's true. So it might so not... You might, you might, why you... would they be yeah. in hiding all this time and can't now? Maybe this is why they come up. Yeah. Maybe. And, and it might not... This, um, God, I was just gonna say what I think might be cool is rather than having Jonathan Majors turn up in every movie, um, I think it would be cool if we just start noticing background details mm. that are changing, like to indicate that maybe the timeline has changed, or we, we could even be we could even have whole movies that turn out to take place in a different timeline to the MCU that we've been on so far. Mm -hmm. Like like the way in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, um, you had like Coca-Cola, and then when you went into the next one, it was like soda, cola. Do you know what I mean? Like just minor little differences yeah. like that. If stuff like that starts turning up in the background of movies to just kind of hint that something's fucking with the timeline, mm -hmm. I think that would be quite cool as well. It would be quite a subtle way to do it. Uh, and then you can have like some movies sh just straight up have a Kang in it, like like Doctor Strange or uh, an Ant Man. But other movies like like Black Panther, like Wakanda Forever, mm. maybe they could justify not having um, T'Challa in this movie rather than say, "Oh, he died," blah blah blah, whatever. Maybe the timeline has changed and T'Challa never became Black Panther. Maybe Shuri did. Mm. So in this movie, Shuri's the Black Panther. But then by the time we get to Black Panther 3, the timeline is restored, the trailer is Black Panther again, and maybe they can just recast him or something. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So, it, it, I mean, it's open. It's wide open for anything to happen now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And um, I think it's really exciting times. 
they've somehow like with the Infinity War in Infinity Saga coming to an end, it's like how are you gonna top that? And it's like already like we haven't even really had a movie. We've had Black Widow, mm. but that was like that's still kind of part of the Infinity Saga. Yeah. Whereas going forward now, we haven't even had a movie yet in phase four that takes place after the Infinity Saga. And we've already opened up all these these opportunities and all these, do you know what I mean, branch timelines. I, I, I think it's, it's really cool, man. I think mm. it's really clever what they did. Because like I said, even though everyone was speculating it was going to be Kang, yeah. no one wanted to say it. Yeah. But no one I don't had think anyone saw money. it going down like this. Nah. I think everyone expected it to be Kang the Conqueror mm. behind the TVA. So when it turned out to be Immortus or um, or He Who Remains, mm. like I think that's a nice. Like we said, they they usually merge characters together sometimes, mm-hmm. and I think this was a good use of that kind of um, technique was to bring these two characters together. I think it works really well. Yeah. Um, they kind of like threw us off with the trailer for this finale episode because we did have shots of Loki on the throne and like different stuff like that. Mm. So I, I think it was either to throw them off like Marvel like doing that, putting scenes in their trailers that aren't in the movies. Mm. Um, but also I think it, I think they were going to originally use it, but it got deleted mm. in the scene where, you know, when Miss Minutes pops up yeah, and then she's like to Loki, oh yeah, you can have your own timeline where you win. Yeah. You, you win the battle of New York and, and you, you kill Thanos game. and you have the infinity gauntlet. Yeah. I think those shots were going to be like, Loki imagining that world or do you know what I mean just yeah. seeing what that would look like um so I think that that kind of threw us off um I like the moment where um we kind of pass the threshold as as Immortus puts it or, or he who remains puts it mm. and he's gone beyond the script mm. so he doesn't know what's going to happen now yeah and just seeing his enjoyment at watching these two Lokis debate and fight and like confess love for each other and kiss each other. And like, just to see the enjoyment on he who remains face, like he's, he's lived millions and millions, eons of decades of, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't even contemplate, like comprehend how long he's been alive. Mm -hmm. And it's probably been so long since something happened that he didn't know what was going to happen. So to be in this situation, he's so excited just to see it's like it's like imagine watching a show over and over and over again like you get to the point where you can say the lines with them mm-hmm. and then imagine a new episode gets dropped you're going to be like oh sick like yeah, that's basically like what his excitement was like mm-hmm. so i thought that i thought that was well done like his jonathan majors as an actor he made a lot of very good choices in this yeah. uh, uh, to portray Did, this didn't he say time. the own wilson line that everyone wanted to say did you not say wow he said wow yeah oh wow <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, he took it. Mm. Although Owen Wilson did get to say now. Yeah. He didn't get to say wow, but he got to say now. Mm. So I was like, oh, that's good enough, I guess. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I like, I like the whole thing between the Lokis of she can't trust people and he can't be trusted. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think he has... I was a bit disappointed because, I, like I was saying, I wanted Loki, the one that we're following, to be a snake still. I want it to turn out that he's still snaking and he's got a plan. Still could be the case. He was offered a throne and it just so happened that coincidentally he sided 
with the person who was offering it to him. Yeah. Uh, but then he says that's not what he wants. He just wants Lady Loki to be happy and safe. But he's not going to admit that he's a snake, is he? Mm. So he could still be playing a long con, uh, which could come up in season two. Um, yeah, I mean, she kills he who remains. He seems happy with it. He even says, I'll see you soon, which either indicates he either means a variant of him is going to see her soon or he himself is like he said, I'm just going to end up back in this chair anyway. Cause time is like on a, is like on a, a revolving kind of, do you know what I mean? It's on it. It's not a straight line. It's a circle. Do you know what I mean? Like we saw <coughs> in the series in the last episode. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I mean, Morbius and C40, we mentioned didn't recognize Loki, mm. so it'll be interesting to see where we go with that. Uh, Rem Slayer, we get to see her original self as a, a head teacher in like a school. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the comics, she's a princess from the future as well. Oh, man. Um, so they, they changed it up. Um, in the comics, Kang loves her. Mm-hmm. So um, I believe because... She was asking Miss Minutes for some documents or something. Mm. And Miss Minutes ended up giving her something else. Yeah. And she said, oh, he, he thinks this will be more useful to you. Mm-hmm. So after she read that, she said something about like, oh, only one person has free will and that's the man in charge. Mm-hmm. And then when she leaves, she says she's going to find free will. So I don't think, I don't think she means I'm going to find my own path. I'm going to find free will for myself. I think she literally means she's going to find the person in charge. Yeah, she's, she's going to find the person who has free will. She's going to find another Kang. Another Kang. Yeah. And so obviously, as referenced in the comics, they kind of have this like love dynamic between them. So maybe that is going to, to come to some form of fruition in season two. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe she's still the judge in Kang's new TVA because of their connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have much more to say about it. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait for season two. For me, it's between this and WandaVision as to what my favorite Marvel Disney Plus show is so far. I can't quite call it between the two. I think it might be Loki. I think Loki might be my favorite one so far. Mm. It's not perfect. Like, the action was lacking. Um... And there were some moments where I feel like they didn't fully explain what happened. Like when Lady Loki bombed the timeline and you see all the branches coming off, I thought that was where the multiverse of madness was going to come into it. Mm. But then they kind of just forgot about that. I think they, like, they got it under control. I don't think it was enough go- to do what yeah. this one did. And then same with that initial kiss. It wasn't enough. Like it was almost, but it wasn't enough. Well, when she killed yeah. the Kang, or this version of Kang, or whatever, that absolutely just fucked it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. Damn, so, uh, yeah, let me, let me jump yeah, in. Yeah, you've been quite quiet. Go for it, bro. Yeah. All right. So, um, I'm giving this uh, episode a whole chicken. Uh, series of roles, the three-piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, I like the intro. Um, hearing the voices from both uh, the previous MCU releases as well as famous people in our real time. Um, That's true. Yeah. Like I said, um, like I think I, th- I mean I think we already know this, but the Marvel 
or um, the Marvel universes, so both comic books and um, you know TV series, uh, movies do mirror does mirror real life. So it was great hearing the voices of uh, Nelson Mandela, for example, um, Maya Angelou, um, even Greta Thunberg was there. Man, so this, this girl's just living life. I know, right? So it kind of shows us that because it's the multiverse, a lot of things can happen and. That, and does happen. Um, I remember, um, I think there might have been a Spider there was a Spider Verse episode in um, the old uh, Spider Man series where Spider Man ends up coming into our reality and meeting Stan Lee and everything like that. Still retaining his powers and everything like that. So you'd imagine to swing from building to building with Stan Lee on his back and whatnot. But, you know, he met his creator basically. So um, I thought this was a great way of showing that, you know, our universe. The MCU um, is all connected. Um, I did like that. I, I thought that was kind of right about this minutes uh, being involved somewhat in uh, in um, the TVA, not just as someone who's teaching Loki about the TVA, but um, something more in the background. Um, and obviously, we saw this minutes when um, both Loki and Sylvie visited uh, Immortus. Um, I'm calling him Immortus because that's the version of Kang I, I believe that um, Jonathan Major is playing at, at, at that particular uh, point. Mm. Um, no, I agree, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so even with um, Miss Phillips, even the way she even the way she was speaking to Ravona Remslayer, um, when she didn't divulge too much information to uh, Ravona, when Ravona asked, oh, where did you get this information from? <laughs> she said, don't worry, read it. <laughs> So I thought, hmm, if you were an automated hmm. thing, that was, you know, that was there to fully um, divulge all information to Ravoto, you would have. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Uh, maybe Ravoto would gain orders directly from the timekeepers themselves. But no, it looked like this minute was behind, um, behind it to some extent. Um, like you said, uh, T, I do like the way um, Immortus looked. You know, it was classic... Um, it's sort of like it was a classic Kang outfit or the Mortis outfit because the Mortis outfit is blue. Um, I also he has a helmet, whereas Kang's one mm. or Kang's color scheme at least is purple with the uh, green, like green overall, something like that. Yeah, um, it, it it was like it, it was the design of Immortus's costume, just minus the the head, the the helmet, or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, it, it was in Kang Kang's color scheme. Yeah. Um, but at the very end, when you see the statue of Kang, that has Kang the Conqueror's. Um, yeah. Obviously, minus yeah. the helmet, but it has like that circular thing that comes around his neck, and then the line mm-hmm. that comes down. So that was like that was actually Kang the Conqueror, or a version of him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That was that was definitely a Kang. Yeah. yeah. I like I liked his character actually. Um, he was a bit eccentric. Um, but we can't expect that because he's been living in this part of space by himself for millennia, mm. um, you know, with him knowing what's going to happen, how it happens, and sort of the constant destruction of him having to destroy these worlds so that the sacred timeline is kept. Mm. Um, obviously, it also took its, its toll on him, and he just wanted to be, wanted to be done with it. Um, yeah. I, like, I like his... his um, um, the way he said, like, when Loki was like, why do you want to end it? And he's like, I'm tired. I'm you know tired, I mean? bro. Like, the way he delivered that line was was really good. Yeah. Like, and and it it makes you believe him. Do you know what I mean? Like, Loki mm. believed him. He's like, I believe him. 
Mm. It's like he has no reason to lie anymore. Yeah. He seems genuine. Like he's just he's tired of this. Like he just what, mm. and he's like, what's the worst that could happen? Either you guys take over and it's all good, or it goes wrong, and then I just end up back here again anyway. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Because um, especially with that scene, I thought that was such a powerful scene because you could tell that the reason it, it looked like he was doing it for um, you know, for the for the good of everyone in the long run because. Um, I think we, as the viewers, all had to decipher whether what he said was true about the multiversal um, war that happened, um, you know, with him having to destroy worlds so that his version of Kang wouldn't appear, which would make sense for the Lokis that also appear because, um, like you mentioned before, Lokis have something to do with Kang become um, Kang eventually returning to, uh, to power, or a version of Kang returning to power. So, you know, all the Lokis that ended up having to be stuck, um, um, stuck in that um, in that world with the uh, Eliath kind of shows you just how many worlds he had to destroy. Obviously, I'm sure there were countless Lokis there, some that may have been killed by other Lokis and whatnot. Mm. Um, so I thought that was all very. I thought that was all that. I thought that was such a powerful, uh, you know, few minutes or a couple of minutes that we saw there, where he was just talking about the. The formation of the TV um, after the after the war with uh, with all the Kangs and, and things like that. Um, so, um, in my notes, I also have that you know Immortus's backstory. Actually, we already covered his backstory, um, but I will say that with the TVA, the TVA, the whole purpose was to eventually come back as in they always try to preserve themselves which is why mortals but they hide in waters because mortals would ensure that they would have uh have always uh, returned to the multiverse in some form mm. um i like that hunter b15 um you know after after her awakening that she was a variant she had to prove to other hunters that you know there are other variants of themselves it's not just them existed them being created by TVA so I thought that was a cool scene especially Ravona yeah and that just makes the ending more tragic because it's like mm. the, the truth was finally coming out yeah Do you know what I mean even um, um, the, the hunter the, the one that you just said mm. even she had been turned around they found Rem Slayer she was proving it to the other TVA agents now and now it's all just been reset. Now no yeah. one even remembers anything. So yeah, man, it was. It it, it was. I heard some people say like, ah, uh, it 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 wasn't a real finale. Like all these plot threads have just been left unresolved now. Like like the whole thing of revealing um, that the TVA agents are variants. But mm. you don't know what's gonna happen in season two. Like they could get their memory back. They mm. they might not even be the exact same ones. Like maybe every timeline has a TVA now. Maybe yeah. there's there's variants of variants. Like you know what I mean? But I don't know. We're gonna have to wait to season two to find out. But yeah, um, definitely. And yeah. I still think the one person that's managed to escape all of this is still uh, Ravona because she obviously has her time pad with her, which means that she would be affected by this. True. Or maybe she will. Be, or maybe she will be affected by it because I'm sure they all had the um, their temporal uh, time pads with them as as things changed. Um, well, I don't know. I think you might be right. I think she might be one of the only ones that does remember this because yeah. Loki 
still has his memories. Still has his memories. Yeah, it's true, and that's because he was he was in um the end of time. He was the end of time when all everything happened, so he just got put back there. So he wasn't he wouldn't have been affected by it. Yeah, Yeah. obviously, Sylvie, um, Loki, and Ravona would still have their their memories um of actual events. Um, but yeah, I think I think um. Yeah, this this opens up so much because I had a theory in my head which was um, in One Division where you, where Wanda hears her kids. That could be something that's now caused by this uh, by the um, multiverse being reborn, basically. Um, in essence, that's because true. you know she was able to appear into it, so maybe there could be a version of there could be a, a reality where her kids do actually exist. That you know the what just all. Um, Taken away from her by um oh what's the name um Agatha, um so yeah it's, it's very very possible that now you know because because the multiverse is shashash all and stuff like that which could which which will which is a nice time for everything else um because we know that Kang is a huge villain of the of the Fantastic Four and we know there's also a Council of Richards. I don't know how much detail they'll go into with the Council of Richards or anything like that. I don't think they even need to do a Council of Richards, but um, this could um, obviously explain certain events that happened parallel to, you know, um, the events that we see in the MCU timeline. So where were the Fantastic Four during um, the attack on New York? Where were the Fantastic Four oh. for X, Y, and Z and all that thing? So all that could be spawned to say, actually, in this, in this timeline, you had the Fantastic Four that had always been there, but they were taken out because of whatever reason, and maybe maybe at the end of it all, the big consolidated um, timeline where you have Spider Man. Also, you have Spider Man there, and everyone else from the Avengers. But mm. then you'd also have mutants somewhere. You'd mm. also have the Fantastic Four somewhere in there with the Chrysler Building. Mm. Um, so it opens up so many um, not just not just the What If series that's coming, but also actually tying in certain aspects of the MCU, things that maybe um the creators of um of the of Marvel weren't able to do, of the Marvel movies weren't able to do originally, but now can do it with everything that um that is coming. So yeah, it's exciting times. I'm so exciting times. Mm, definitely. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to seeing because <clears throat> obviously Nathaniel Richards Kang, he's a descendant of Reed Richards. Mm. So Yes, I'd be interested. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if they make Reed Richards black when they get round mm. to Fantastic Four, mm. or or nah, if like one of his descendants just down the line just gets jungle fever. Yeah, I'd rather the jungle fever. I'm not down there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a thousand years. Let's not forget. So anything can happen. That's true. Anything can happen. Um, is it even a version of Earth that Kang lives in in thirty in the thirty first century, or is it one that they've sort of? expanded across the solar system and um he's not on earth but maybe he's on mars or whatever else and uh yeah and anyway i need to go back and read it and uh, look at the, uh, the comics for that but um yeah i mean it's exciting times i mean i could it'll be really cool to see um reed richards and Nathaniel richards sort of look at each other going wow you're my you're my descendants and you're my ancestor yeah. um it doesn't i want to say that um Reed Richards has a son, but coming for it's if it's also Nathaniel Richards or Nathan or Eric. Isn't um, it um isn't it a bit 
Franklin or something like Franklin, that. Franklin, Franklin Richards. Yeah. Franklin, yeah. Who, by the way, is an absolute OP mofo for oh, no reason. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, there, there is yeah. no way visibility plus super stretch powers is able to create someone who can just who just has like reality warping powers that can even bend Galactus to his own will. I mean, that's just broken for no reason. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, but I'm um, like but I was gonna say overall, um I mean I'm sure we could talk about about uh uh this episode of Loki for ages to come, but I think we're pretty much summed up here with everything that uh, we wanted to say. Yeah, I was gonna say is that is that is that it? Because we're gonna if the, if not, we're gonna call it a night. Mm. I, I'm I'm done. I'm done with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, definitely. I, 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 I hate to be the guy that didn't love it, man. I just I I don't know. I just didn't love it. it? Mm. Like I really wanted to, so, but you know, I enjoyed Wonder Vision one when I did this. I enjoyed Falcon or Captain America with the Soldier Boys when I did this. Mm. This just wasn't on those levels for me in it. Like, mm. so where would you rank the three shows so far? Um, I would go Captain America and the Winter Soldier one. Um, uh, One Division Two and Loki Three. Hmm. Yeah, mine's al- mine's almost the exact opposite of yours. Yeah, you're, you what? <laughs> yours is Loki, Falcon, and Wanda. No, mine's Loki, Loki, Loki. Wanda, then Falcon. Yeah, no, yeah I really, mine's, probably I, the, mine's probably the same too. I really like the action in, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, and obviously, yeah, who does you know? the, the action was definitely the best in <laughs> in, in that show. That that had the best action. Yeah. One division wasn't really about action, and no. Loki. Whenever there was action, I feel like it did really drop the ball. Mm. The action was terrible in the show. Yeah, and but also I, I love like, it for other reasons. I like the shock, yeah. the shock value. There was like you know, like when US agent killed that guy, like and you got that bloody shield, and then mm. you, I felt like yeah. I, th- I felt like with Captain America and the Winter Soldier, you got more comic panels. Mm. In terms of, like you got US agent, you got the 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 scene and stuff like that. Mm. I don't because you got a lot of comic book stuff in in Loki. Like yeah, you got a fucking alligator Loki, bro. Like, <laughs> you got original comic accurate old Loki, kid Loki. Uh, do you know what I mean? Lady Loki, um, Immortus, the TVA. Yeah. Fucking. I mean, even even Mobius. There's speculation around Mobius now because in the comics, there's more than one Mobius. It's not just yeah. one guy. Yeah, like, as he, they, I think they have gets... different names, but they're all the same. They all look exactly the same, basically. Yeah, I think I think they're like clones or something or something like that. But um, no, they're clones. Yeah. Yeah, and so like if one dies, they just replace him or whatever. So in this, there was kind of a hint at that when they were talking about the the rings that were left by his cot. Yeah on her table and she was like yeah you did all of them and he was like no i didn't like they was here before like and and so it could have either just been a bit of bants or it could be hinting at the fact that he's not the first mobius yeah that's worked for the tva do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so there's ah. so much mystery still to come going forward man i had a, I, I just realized there's nothing, I, there's nothing i wanted to say about loki's like again t you said this right but I thought that what Sylvie did, right, was so dumb because mm. I'm thinking, so there is the old saying that whenever you take the head off of um, 
a leader, be it a gang member, be it say yeah, someone else cartel, just whoever, whoever. And take its place. Something worse always exactly. Something yeah. one worse always comes and, take, I, and take, it takes its place. Do you know what pissed me off the yeah. most? Do you know sorry, do you know what pissed me off the most, yeah? What? Like, why did she not enchant him to find out if he was telling the truth? Like that is like uh, the power that you've like, would have she would have had to have touched him and he he she couldn't get near him because he knew he would have seen it coming. Yeah, up until a certain yeah, he took, uh, up until a certain point, and yeah. after that, she could say, "Okay, well, I'm gonna put my knife down. I'm gonna enchant, like allow me to enchant you to confirm that you're telling the truth." I think at that point, Kang would have done it. Maybe. And, and I, I, and I thought that was really. Yeah. Sorry, say that again, Martin. He did take, he did take off his um, warping his. Um, yeah exactly and that allowed her, her to shank him so instead of shanking mm. him enchant him and find out if if everything they were saying was true or not that that annoyed me uh, yeah because uh, because i was gonna say yeah honestly people need to take the consequences of things obviously it's a low-key show she said she was gonna do what she did she did what she did yeah um so it's always it's- a fucking woman man <laughs> <laughs> a fucking bitch just not thinking just acting on emotions Fucking Pandora's box, Adam and Eve, and now fucking Sylvie. Yeah, Fuck I know, me, man. man. I know. Helen so... of Troy, fucking bitches. <laughs> mm. <laughs> right. oh. Guys, that's it. We're coming to an end. Guys, thank yeah. you very much for joining this episode. Uh, we'll cover the news. Uh, and Sunday's episode should be very light. We, I think we've just got old and he, the new He-Man. And that's it as far as I'm aware. Ted Lasso starts this Friday. Oh, okay, Ted Lasso. And then obviously Modoc and Bad Batch. I don't know I don't know how Apple Plus works, if they're going to just drop the whole season or if they do an episode. I think, it's, week. I think it's week to week. So we, yeah. we might just watch the first episode and not talk about it. And then when it's done, we might just do an episode on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no outro today. I probably we should get it. we should get pulled back for it. I am hundred percent getting pulled back for it as long as it fits with his his schedule. Uh, he's definitely yeah. coming back to talk on that episode. Um, yeah. So without further ado, Martin say bye to the people. One, catch you next time. A big T say bye to the people. Bye to the people. Alright, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye bye now. <laughs>